let's begin now. I woke up this morning and I said, you know, instead of waiting for a good day to happen, you know, waiting around through ups and downs, you know, I, I just said, look. Run, 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 run
stage show. It's filthy as hell. That is bona fide badass. Hit it, maestro. Listen up, ass face. Ass, ass face. You're getting some ass. Yeah, baby. <laughs> It is Tuesday. Look at that. We flew through that Monday. It is now Tuesday. Good Tuesday morning, ass family. Welcome to another fun-filled edition of the Arnie State Show. Lots and lots of stuff to get to today, including listener mail. Lots and lots of questions. Got to help some people as well, which means, yes, we're singing. And we will be doing the new verse. Of the Country Roads, the only three-verse, actually almost four-verse, Ask Arnie song out there. Mm. And, um, yeah, so we got all kinds of stuff to talk about. By the way, that was a, I I was very, very very excited Sunday because the new Limp Biscuit album came out. And it's called Limp Biscuit. Still sucks. And I got to say, this is probably my least favorite Limp Bizkit album of all time. That song right there is about the most most Limp Bizkit-esque song on there. It, it, it's, a, it's kind of like a, a mellow. I, I don't want to say mellow. I don't want it, to, but it, it, it's down a few pegs from their usual angst. See, that's what made Limp Biscuit, in my opinion. I know a lot of people out there hate Limp Biscuit. Just see them in concert once. You'll change your mind, I promise. Uh, but they used to be uh, just so full of energy. And this album just is, to me, it's, we've been waiting on it as Limp Biscuit fans. And it's just a swing and a miss. I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm not excited about it. I'm not happy about it. I mean, I'm happy they made a record, and I hope there are a lot of people that say this is just kind of eh. You know, Kid Rock, he keeps releasing, you know, music after music, and it's still Kid Rock. I don't like when bands change their whole ideals. You know, with ACDC, you could, you could expect three chords of just ass-kicking rock and roll throughout the entire record. There are guys that are playing here in Dallas tonight, the Rolling Stones that have been tour- on tour for the last, I don't know, 87 years. They're playing at the Cotton Bowl. I think they were the first band to ever play in the Cotton Bowl back in 1919. And the Rolling Stones are one of those bands you can count on. Now they're getting all woke and they won't do Brown Sugar anymore, which I think is stupid. It's a great song. It's a song. Let it go. This, to me, would be like if George Strait ever came out with an album and he did rap on it, I would not be happy. Actually, I would probably, that would cause me to melt down. If George Strait ever decided that he was going to rap on a record, that would, that would send me to the clock tower with a high-powered rifle. Just let the authorities know now. I, 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 I just... I don't like when bands do it, and this will be the only time I play anything from the Limp Biscuit Still Sucks album. So there you go. There's there's my honest review of that album. Now let's get to some good mornings here. Douglas here. First one here. Guten Morgen. Look at that little German force this morning. Bradster says, Hello, assets. Morning, biggin. That's French. Straight Fire says, Dobroye un outro ass family. I don't even know what language that is, but that's kick ass. 
Hot Mama says, good morning, ass. Braddy Kid, good morning, and I hope that you have a wonderful day. Triple T says, good morning, family of jackasses. MJ says, buenos dias, ass. I know that's Spanish. Erise says, good morning. Mark in Detroit says, good morning, all much love. Uh, let's see. Uh, Cowboys Girl says, good morning, ass family. Mike D says, woo, good morning, folks. Alicia says, good morning, people. All right, lots and lots, like I said, I got to get to today. Let's just start off the show with this. The Let's Go Brandon chant. I've seen some people come out and say that they're opposed to it. Buenos dias, Ogre. Uh, I hope that everyone survived Dia de los Muertos. Is that Monday? Is that, I think I just said Monday in Spanish. That's pretty cool. By the way, Monday Night Raw last night sucked. Not happy about that either. Monday Night Football, blech. Oh, good Lord. Now everybody's speaking all kinds of crazy languages up here. Bradley says, good morning from Virginia. I pray we turn the state red today and jumpstart the nation red wave. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that here in just a second because that is an interesting election that's happening there. By the way, today is election day across the 50 states. Only a few states have a lot of stuff. That, and look, I always say that every vote matters and go out there and vote. I did absentee. We're good to go. But, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get to this Terry McAuliffe fella, the incumbent, the, the stupid incumbent in Virginia. But I want to talk about the Let's Go Brandon chant first. And I've seen a lot of people come out and say, oh, we're tired of it. We don't want to see anymore. It's starting to get a little juvenile. I, I, I like it still, and it has, hear me out here, it has nothing to do with Joe Biden. Nothing at all to do with Joe Biden. The Let's Go Brandon chant. And there's even a story about it, how corporate media and liberal reporters are hating this. And they're hating it for one reason and one reason only. Let's Go Brandon is a chant that was a lie. A massive lie perpetrated by the media. By a media member. It happened at a NASCAR race. And the crowd, uh, the the lady who was doing the interview, I I don't know her name. Obviously, the winner's name was Brandon. And the crowd behind this Brandon fellow was chanting, Fuck Joe Biden. Okay? Okay. The reporter said, oh, look, they're chanting, let's go, Brandon. This was a fabricated lie. And now the media, and see, here's the thing. The media doesn't want us to know. We all know it. We all realize that the media lies to us. But now they were caught lying to us. They were caught on such a huge scale. And they hate it. Uh, It was a NASCAR reporter at the NASCAR Xfinity Series race. Driver Brandon Brown. And and, and the media's coming out. They're so pissed. Here's just what some people are saying. And it's all the media, too. It's not just Fox. 
But this is Fox, and and it's funny that that Fox is busted here on this. Uh, I don't want to see all these ads. No, thank you. So people really lost their minds with this, and there were people going, "This is literally terrorism." And I was like, "Actually, it's not. You need to look up the definition for the word literally and for <laughs> terrorism because this doesn't fall under that umbrella." And you know, you had celebrities like Madonna saying that she was going to blow up the White House, and Kathy yeah. Griffin with her bloody. Oh, uh, we'll, we'll get to that soon enough, Kennedy. Robert De Niro saying he wanted to punch Trump in the mouth. Yeah. Look, we'll, we'll get to all that stuff. Look, I understand. Look, we do things here in America, and, and we run them into the ground. I'm excited about running the Let's Go Brandon into the ground because the media got caught. They got their hand caught in the cookie jar. Nobody likes to get caught. When you're lying or when you're fabricating something, nobody likes to get caught. Whether it's lying or fabricating shit or doing stuff you're not supposed to, nobody likes to get caught in it. And they got caught. New Day's CNN, John Avalon called the chant trollish and non-patriotic. It's not supposed to be patriotic. We got you. We caught you. Oh, what a, what a bunch of dick bags. And everybody's mad. Oh, a pilot yelled that on a Southwest Airlines. How dare he? How dare he? This is the part that we need to get away from, and this is all of us. If we disagree with somebody, that doesn't mean they hate us, and that doesn't mean we should hate them. Okay? We, if we disagree about something, that doesn't mean the other person wants to kill us. What happened? What happened to not only spirited debates in this country, but debates in general? If we don't like whatever the the group that's being protected at the time, whenever they come out and say, well, we don't like this, what, what this person said, so we're going to end this person's career. And they just said something. They didn't end anybody's career or anybody's life, but that's where we've gotten to in this country. And we got to stop that. Uh, Ogre says, I enjoy when people say this is juvenile and support Congress members who threaten (laughs) and cajole other politicians or support the juvenile protesting of people having dinner or having weddings. Amen. Mike D says, started by them and it's biting them in the ass. Love it. Lisa says, they can suck a dick because they had a retarded reporter. Oh, man. It's crazy. Tim in Grass Valley, good morning, my friend. So I'll say this right now. Look, look, is it getting old? Sure, it's getting old. But I say keep it going because fuck the media until they start doing their job and reporting the facts. And I know, I look, look, I, I'm pissing in the wind there. I already know. I already know. I'm asking for something that I'm never, ever going to get is facts anymore. It's nothing but infotainment. That's what it is. When you turn on Fox News, when you turn on CNN, Don't expect any facts there. Don Lemon just got busted at a hotel with his boyfriend or or his concubine of the month. And guess who wasn't wearing a mask? Once again. It's getting to be ridiculous. 
This is how fast culture goes and is decaying. Racist was the new I don't like you until people realized it lost its meaning. That was so 2020. Well, it's 2021, and terrorist is the new racist. It is. You're absolutely right, Ogre. Parents are being called terrorists. When you used to go to a school board meeting and you didn't like the curriculum or you didn't like something that was happening in that school and you could come out and talk about it, now if you talk about it, you're a terrorist. While I completely disagree with what you're saying, I will fight to the death your right to say it. This used to be the liberal mantra. Now you're canceled, motherfucker. It is. Yeah, look. The liberals used to be the ones that had free speech. Remember, Berkeley is the home of free speech. If you're a Republican, you go to Berkeley, what the fuck is wrong with you? You are taking your life in your hands. I agree. We need more master debaters in America. Don Lemon is a fucking idiot going after Joe Rogan the way he has been. Oh, and, and by the way, boy, that's a matchup I want to see. Joe Rogan versus Don Lemon. I will bet everything on Joe Rogan. Whooping that ass. It's so ridiculous. And, and yes, Don Lemon doubled down when he said he was taking horse, horse dewormer. Stop it. Just stop it. Oh, yeah. Oh, exactly, Douglas. If Ben Shapiro showed up there to speak, they would lose their fucking mind. And they have. Rogan beats him standing and on the ground. Rogan beats him as soon as Rogan gets out of his car. Rogan beats him with a stare. Don Lemon starts fucking crying. Look, Joe Rogan is, I'm not talking about what he says and what he stands for. I'm just talking about the man himself. He's a bad motherfucker. What's he like, a a 58-degree black belt in jujitsu? He can whoop your monkey ass anytime he wants to. And I'm talking about anybody. Man. All right. Now, I put it up there yesterday. I put it up on Facebook. I don't know if anybody got to see it, but it was awesome. Our fearless leader. Good old Poopy Joe. That's what we've renamed him now. Tommy and I have renamed him Poopy Joe. Good old Poopy Joe. I promise you, the president has a big stick. Yeah, and and by the way, that's probably what made him fall asleep yesterday during the COP26 climate summit. How dare you? Oh, I know Greta's not happy about this. Motherfucker, look, look. I agree, I agree. I agree that hearing speech after speech after speech about the environment would bore me to fucking death. When you are the president of the United States of America, you cannot. First of all, if you're going to fall asleep, don't get caught on camera. And look, I watched the video. The video's like four minutes long. He's sitting there with his arms crossed, so he's not open to anything that's there. If a a body language expert were here to tell you. 
He's got his mask on, and he is out. His cabinet considers climate change to be the greatest threat to America's national security in coming years, and he fell asleep. Blah, blah, blah. That, because that's what he hears. He hears nothing but the motherfucker fell asleep. If you had to sit through climate change speeches, you'd be digging around for your dad's blood thinners. I understand. I'm not saying I wouldn't have fallen asleep, but there's a problem when the leader of the free world falls asleep at this climate summit, which he says is so important. First of all, if I were to be caught at a climate summit meeting, I would want everybody in the world to say, what kind of fucking hypocrite are you, Arnie? You don't care about this shit. Why are you here? Why are you here? And he got, he, he got caught falling asleep. You can't do that. Joe, Joe, President Biden. No, bad. Bad Joe Biden. <laughs> oh, you! I I feel bad for the team that works around this man. I feel bad for Team Biden. This guy puts them through. This is like working for like Team Sheen. Back 10, 15 years ago, when Charlie Sheen was falling off the edge of the earth, when he was talking about Tiger's blood. You know, he's got a publicist, he's got an agent, and they're just sitting back in their offices going, shut up. You know Joe Biden's people are like, wake up! Wake up, Joe! Oh, my God. It's so funny. It's so funny, but it's not. And here's the reason why it's not. Other countries saw this as well. And the way that they're going to do this is, and, and look, there are plenty of people out there, oh, you would have fallen asleep too. Oh, I understand why he's falling. I get it. But you have the leader of America telling these countries what their climate change things should be, what their goals should be, what they should set things up. And the leader of the free world goes to this meeting to hear more ideas about climate change. And he falls asleep. How does any? By the way, how does anybody take America serious now? I I know that everybody said the same thing when when Donald Trump was in office. And fine, this guy look, this guy is far more inept than Donald Trump. Far, far more inept. This poor old guy can't can't we just send him to a retirement home already? I, I mean, honest. Like I, I, I'm being honest here. Joe Biden has no business being in the White House. He has no clue what's going on. His handlers tell him to say everything. It's like he's a he he's a part of the infotainment as well. He's an actor, and he memorizes lines. He has no idea what he's saying when it comes to policy. When it comes to anything, he has no clue about that shit anymore. He can just remember lines. Or he reads them off a teleprompter. Oh, it's so bad. It's so bad. And it's only going to get worse because 
His cabinet still isn't set up. Tracy Stone Manning was confirmed as the BLM director. Not the Black Lives Matter. No, no. This is the Bureau of Land Management. I want you to think about this. This lady is in charge now of the Bureau of Land Management. And she is a true terrorist. She's an eco-terrorist. She was involved in domestic terrorism by spiking trees in an Idaho forest back in 1989. Oh, Scott. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I, look, Scott, we can't do the comparison because the comparison isn't fair. This is the comparison. If Trump had fallen asleep during this summit, he would be crucified. Think about all the things the media, this media is so corrupt. And it's so awful. Donald Jr., who was on a phone call, was interviewed for eight hours by the FBI. Hunter Biden's laptop, which has all kinds of shit on there that ties other countries to getting deals with America and and getting to meet Joe Biden for a nominal fee, of course. Like, like, Hunter was doing, like, Politicon. Oh, you want to meet my dad? Oh, okay, that'll be $2 million, which is highly illegal. Not to mention all the crack that he smoked. The FBI can't be bothered. I I mean, like, the, the paintings. His paintings sold for more than a Van Gogh. Van Gogh at least cut his ear off. Hunter Biden's worst thing he ever did was smoke Parmesan. Any Star Trek nerds out there know the old school episode Patterns of Force where Kirk and company visit a planet that's run by Nazis established by a Starfleet dude who is like Nazi efficiency but without the craziness. But bad guys hijack his ideas and gum good old normal Nazis and keep their leader doped up constantly and only appears to give speeches and then passes out again. Dead on what they're doing with Joe Biden. Amen. Amen. To be fair, Trump would have been running that shit. If he fell asleep, it would have looked like he had <laughs> necrosy, and it would have been funny. Look, look. If, if Donald Trump fell asleep during that, oh, I would say they probably impeach him for it. I mean, they impeach him for everything else he did. Once again, let's compare it. What if 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 he put somebody on on his cabinet, Donald Trump, that was an actual member of, I don't know, a skinhead force or some kind of white supremacy force? People would have lost their minds, but we barely hear this story. The leader of the the Bureau of Land Management says somebody who's supposed to have the Bureau's and, and everybody's best interest in their best interest, meaning not only the land, but people who use the land to make profits. And this is a woman who spiked trees. Do you know what that does? When you spike a tree and a chainsaw hits that, It rips the chain off, and a lot of times, 
will maim and or kill the person chainsawing. You know, somebody just doing their job. You can hate their job all you want, but they're doing their job. They're contributing to America by doing a job. And now you have somebody running around and they're putting spikes in trees, which I, I, I can't think that putting a spike in a tree is that good for a tree. I, I can't believe that this is allowed to happen, but then all of a sudden I have to just go, oh, yeah, okay, of course it's allowed to happen. It's America 2021. Where that side gets to do whatever the fuck they want. And if you call them on it, well, you can't because the powers that be, the media, we have an interesting take on on the media here in a little bit. But the media holds all the cards. If they don't report the story, we don't hear it. Oh, I understand they've been spiking trees for decades. And it's a form of eco-terrorism. I think it's wrong. These people, this lady right here, is the reason why the fires are so bad in Northern California. Because people like her make it to where they can't go out in there and rake the forest, which is the correct terminology, to clean out all the dead brush, all the dead kindling, because that serves as fuel. I don't... Everybody wants to blame the the environment and all this kind of stuff. And I'll look, I'll sit down and we can have a chat about it, but I bet you, I, I, I'm just betting dollars to donuts here. And you know how much I love donuts. If they were to truly clean these forests out, I'm betting, I'm not saying the fires would go away, not at all, not at all. But I don't think they'd be as bad as they were last summer. Not one bit. They're going to be bad no matter what because it's a forest fire. But they don't. if they don't have all the fuel to keep it going and make it burn hotter and faster, the firefighters can get a leg on it. But see, this, this goes down to that, you know, where you put the, the, the foil hat on, you start thinking conspiracy theories. My conspiracy theory last week was that Alec Baldwin shot this gal in an or in an effort to further gun control talk. That see, even guns with blanks are dangerous. No, no, that's crazy. That that, but maybe that side's goal is to let these fires rage and burn out of control, and blame climate change for it. That way, we all get behind climate change. It's interesting if you think about it. Because, see, these people want their, they want to get their way. And they're willing to do whatever it takes to get their way. If that means we lose entire cities, so be it. Because their way is more important than that city. Because finally people will see what they've been working so hard on. And I did just say hard on. 
Oh, my gosh, we have to stop these forest fires. You're not going to. You, you want to know how I know you're, you're not going to stop forest fires? Because some are created by lightning strikes. I, I and, and I don't know it, how you stop a lightning strike. I, I just don't. I, I'm not that smart. I'm pretty smart, but I'm not that smart. So there you go. Can't wait till we get somebody who's actually killed Americans on the cabinet. Oh, wait, we do. Uh, maybe this lady. Maybe, maybe uh, what's her name? Tracy Stone Manning. Maybe one of her spikes did kill an American, and now she's on the United States cabinet. That's fantastic. I, I think it's great. Good job. Good job, America. Now, I said today is a big election day. Today is a huge election day. And this race right here is the biggest. The incumbent, the current sitting governor of Virginia, Terry McAuliffe, taking on Republican contender, what's his name, Glenn Youngkin. This is such a big, heated race because it's in Virginia. In the last couple weeks, we've been hearing nothing about the nothing except Loudoun County School District, which is in Virginia. Virginia is trying to push all this CRT on their schools and do all this kind of stuff. And in that school district in Loudoun, a young lady was raped by a boy who was wearing a skirt, and then he went to another school and did the same thing, and he has been found guilty of that first one, on trial for the second one, the sexual misconduct in the second one. And this governor has not even lifted his finger over it. And by the way, this it's so funny watching what's happened in the last week. He's called the Democrat, uh, McAuliffe, the governor, has called Glenn Youngkin an anti-vaxxer, even though Glenn Youngkin got the vaccine. He's done all this stuff. He cancels a rally last night. On the eve of Virginia vote, after he said the state had too many white teachers. Oh, I'm sorry, correction, anal rape of a minor. My, my bad. Can you even imagine the hubris it would take to uh, think he could get away with that? That might even be beyond Alec Baldwin. Oh, I'm sure it was beyond Alec Baldwin. Alec Baldwin was just the, the person to do it. I don't put anything past people, especially now when they want their way. And by the way, once again, let me be fair. It's on both sides. People want their way. The Republican contender, uh, Glenn Youngkin's average polling Friday showed him at 47.6% of the Democrat. Now, somebody wrote here earlier, uh, I think it was Mike D. that wrote it, that they're already cheating. Uh, The judge fucked you in Virginia, mail-in and absentee are all good again and uh, illegal, by the way. Well, absentee shouldn't be illegal. I don't have a problem with absentee voting at all. I think absentee voting is fine. But this idea that every registered voter gets a mail-in ballot as well, that's what, uh, look, I'm sorry. I just don't believe in that. 
This guy's come out and done. The, the, the governor said all these things about this Youngkin guy, and pretty much none of them are true. And the media is coming out and saying, yeah, that's not true. The media doesn't have this McCullough's back. Maybe it's because they, too, were upset that a minor got anally raped at school, and then the school board decided to hide it. And the school board president said, I'd never even heard of that, even though he had heard of it because he had the email a week before he said those words and discussed it. Democrats are trying to link Youngkin to Trump in hopes it'll hurt him, while the ex-president says it only helps if his base turns out for the GOP candidate. We need a biometric blockchain system for voting. Well, I don't know. I, honestly, you, you, you know, let's go back to 2016. Oh, I, I know that the Russians colluded. Oh, wait, the FBI has debunked that. Um. Why did we have to change it? We, we, we don't need to block change. We, 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 we don't need that. We, we, we don't need that. We need to go back to the way it was. we voted in 2016. Nobody bitched about the laws then when it came to voting. Nobody wanted to change things. Everybody was status quo. Okay, we're good to go. And what happened? This is something that Hot Stephanie wrote yesterday. We used to be able to have political discussions, and then 2016 happened. The people on the right side of the aisle, they've always been closed-minded, and you could never talk to them, according to the left. But now the left is closed-minded, and you can't talk to them. They used to be the open-minded, free-thinking people. They're the people that wanted to actually enact change and good change in parts of America. The problem is those liberals aren't in charge of that party anymore. It's the progressives. And progressives hate America. I'm, I, I'm, I'm just going to say it. I'm not taking it back. People like AOC, Imar Oman, these people hate America. Plain and simple. They hate America. They think what America stands for is evil and wrong. And is only based in racism. It's not true. Oh, they're going to do it again. Uh, this you can bet. Nobody is voting for Dems in Virginia. You watch. They'll have to shut it down again. And the votes uh, they'll need, it'll be overwhelming. I hope. Uh, Ratberger says, um, going to disagree with any blockchain voting, not secure for 99.9% of the population who don't understand what each person needs to do to make it work, maybe in a hundred years. Well, look, look, like I said, what happened in 2016? What was wrong with that election? Everybody will say that Donald Trump won. That's what was wrong. Okay. But he won because he won. So now what? And I want you to hear what I said there about what the current governor of Virginia said. There are too many white teachers. 
What does that mean? There are too many white teachers. You can't force me. God damn it. I'm so sick of this. If black folks don't want to teach, then they shouldn't be forced to teach. Oh, this is, oh, I, I've got an email about Colin Kaepernick and, and, and all this bullshit. The, the, the assumptions and these things that people say now are so ludicrous, and nobody calls people out on this shit. When Colin Kaepernick said the NFL draft is like a slave trade, I've only seen maybe two people call him out. Braddy Kidd brought up a great point yesterday. If the NFL is so bad and, and is like slavery, why is Colin Kaepernick still fucking waking up at 5 o'clock in the morning to train so he can become a quarterback in the NFL? If it's such a slavery ring. That one, that one doesn't have an answer. That one you just kind of sit back and go, huh. And I said, I used to like mail-in voting. But after having gotten our Washington ballots in Oklahoma almost a year after moving, I think that the system is a bunch of bullshit. Agda Bryan was right when she said, told me that since Washington went to mail-in only, they've never had a Republican since. I, look, look, if, if that's the way Washington is, Washington State is mail-in only, that's a problem. That, that that's that's a big problem. Look, look, we have to still vote in person. If you want to do absentee votes, you go ahead and do it, but you have to sign up for it, and you have to. And by the way, by the way, how about instead of going after all the 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 bullshit people that are criminals, you know, like pot offenders? Let let, let let's take a look. How about all these people that perjure themselves and lie on signed documents? How about we start throwing, you want, you want to increase the white population in prison, all you governors out there? Start doing that. You'll turn things around, prison number-wise. I'd have more respect for uh, his point of view if he returned that slave money he made. Oh. Oh, I, it, it, and he tried that bullshit. Mike, it, it's so funny. Because he is still making money from Nike. And right after his NFL career ended, on his own accord, by the way, he donated his entire sneaker collection to homeless people. Now, that's homeless guys if they have a size 14 shoe. And by the way, by the way, Nike gave him all new stuff. He didn't really get rid of the sneaker collection. Just letting you know. Just, by the way, I can't think that Nike was too excited about this uh, this this Netflix special because he's seen wearing Reeboks in this movie and this thing throughout the whole thing. I, it's pretty funny. Everyone gets a mail-in ballot there even without requesting it. You can drop it off in person. That's the problem. That is the problem. If everybody gets a mail-in ballot, what stops them from... Dropping it off in the mailbox on your way to voting in person. 
That's where these, these federal charges come in. I, I, I mean, really, seriously. How ridiculous is that? I, I, I got into it with somebody last year about this because they were trying to equate the mail-in ballot to absentee ballot. Absentee ballot is, is you sign up for the absentee ballot and you vote that way, okay? And they have it there. You're registered. They have all your information. The mail-in, hell, you could send that in a week beforehand. They haven't counted that yet. They haven't even said they've gotten it yet. Like I said, you can vote on your way into the polling place. As long as it's postmarked by a certain day, you can fucking go in there, turn that shit in, and then go vote again. Those Republicans out there need to cheat and the same and force them to do forensic audits. Here's my big question when it comes to elections. If since 2016 when the Russians colluded, which they didn't, we already know that, why aren't there forensic audits after every election? Just to make sure. Why? What's wrong with that? What's wrong with double and triple checking? This is kind of important stuff. These people that are ballot counters and things like that. I mean, do you remember the whole thing that happened in Georgia? And once again, once again, I'm not saying, look, there have been plenty of examples that they've caught of voter fraud that happened in the 2020 election. I'm not saying that's enough to overturn the election. Even if it was enough to overturn the election, we would not overturn the election. But there was a lot of voter fraud in the 2020 election. And we were told by the powers that be, the Democrats this time, that this was the safest, most well-run election there was, even though they stopped counting ballots and then put people in there and started counting again, and lo and behold, a 300,000-vote swing happens. And Rice says, hell, you can vote after you've left the state, apparently, yeah? Oh, yeah. I got something in the mail a couple months ago saying I'm still registered in Nevada. Hell, I should fucking vote in Nevada. Try to help that damn state out. It's ridiculous. But the reason why today's election is so big is because if this Glenn Youngkin guy can win, and I don't think he's going to win. That's the sad part. I don't think he's going to win, and I think he's a better choice than this Terry McAuliffe because Terry McAuliffe storms offsets if you don't ask him the answer, the questions that he knows. He's stormed off a set or two, and people have caught it, and he's a, he's a big crybaby. Not, not one of the big ones that we're going to talk about on Friday. But he is a big crybaby. But if he loses, you're going to see a lot of Democrats go, oh, okay, uh, shush. Um, hey, Joe, uh, we, we can't back any of your policies anymore because Americans are mad at Democrats. I don't know why they're waiting on this to realize that Americans are mad at Democrats. Just ask Americans. That's all you got to do. 
By the way, they're going to vote your asses out next year. Next year is when the – today is just like uh, the red splash, if you will. And it's that red splash that starts the tidal wave of the, of the total red tidal wave that's going to happen next year. I don't believe this is a recall vote. I, I believe this is their actual election, Tim. I'm still bitter that no one in Washington cared that our ballots were forwarded to Oklahoma. We contacted everyone from the media to election office to legislators and no response. Sad. No, because, they. hey, man, this is the way they do their thing up in Washington State. I understand why you're bitter. I understand why you're mad. You want votes. You want your election to be safe. Because this is what democracy is. Once you start cheating that, you don't believe in democracy anymore. You don't believe that the best candidate is going to win or the the candidate that most people associate with or like to. You're cheating. It's only when you cheat at sports. I can't find someone that says they truly love sports if they have to cheat at it. Why? Because they're cheating at it. Sports is a true test of your own abilities. Barry Bonds is a great example. Everybody says, oh, Barry Bonds belongs in the Hall of Fame. I'll let him in the Hall of Fame. First of all, we got to let Pete Rose in the Hall of Fame and Shoeless Joe Jackson. But if you want Barry Bonds to go in the Hall of Fame and you want Roger Clemens to go in the Hall of Fame, I've got a surefire way to do it. You let them go in on the on Barry Bonds' Pittsburgh Pirates numbers only. And you let Roger Clemens go in on his Boston Red Sox numbers only. That's it. They can be in there. But they had to cheat to get bigger and stronger, and recover faster. They cheated. The end. They used performance-enhancing drugs. And yes, I can agree with you that steroids are not going to make you hit a ball any better. But Well, hit a ball. Okay, it doesn't help that at all. Barry Bonds used to do this training technique with his dad, and this is one of the hardest techniques, and I've tried to do it. It's fucking where you number the balls one through nine. Now, you got to remember, this is, this is baseballs, and they're being thrown anywhere between 60 and 75 miles an hour when you're taking batting practice. His dad would yell out, hit the odd numbers this round. He has to watch the ball so much to see if that's an odd number. And if it's a six or a nine, he's screwed. But he was able to do that. And that's what made him the player he was. Barry Bonds was a great player. But he cheated. So this is what happens. You can swing a bat faster. Doesn't help your hand-eye coordination at all. What it does do is it makes you swing the bat faster. It's all about bat speed. If you increase your bat speed, that ball that was gobbled up by a shortstop that's going through between fir- between second and short, that ball that was gobbled up by the, the second baseman or shortstop, 
gets through now because it's moving faster. The ball that was hit 300 feet down the line that isn't going out of the park, well, he's swinging faster. Now it's going about 330 feet, and that will clear the fence. That's how it's cheating. Roger Clements up to the, uh, like, when he went to the Astros, you know, he was getting older. Steroids helped him recover. You know who didn't use steroids? A fellow by the name of Nolan Ryan. Nolan Ryan never used steroids. Pitched until he was 46 years old. 5,714 strikeouts. Look it up. 323 wins, I believe. He didn't use steroids. But that's cheating, and that's exactly what they're doing with our elections. They're cheating us out of our elections. And the only people that can say anything about it are us, people. You have to remember that. And the way you say that is you vote them out. Um, oh, stupid-ass Alyssa Milano. She came out yesterday, and she said she would vote for Dwayne The Rock Johnson in a heartbeat since he decided to back Joe Biden in this last presidential Um Why would you vote for The Rock? I, I, I'm just wondering, because he, he was a great wrestler, and now he's a movie star. What does that have to do with anything? See, this is what I hate about our elections now. They've always been popularity contests, but now you're putting movie stars in there. And I know Ronald Reagan was a movie star. Ronald Reagan was a pretty great president, though. But he was a good governor, too. The Rock? President The Rock. I mean, that'd be badass when The Rock goes over to North Korea and just towers over Kim Jong stupid. And 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 real quick, you know. You know that when Vladimir Putin shakes hands, he squeezes real hard. I'd like to see him pull that shit on The Rock. Oh, you're right, Stackar. He is a rapper now. He did some bullshit rap the other day. Christopher says, I would rather vote for paper because he's hot. Duh. Okay. I think Alyssa Milano, the more air she breathes, the dumber she gets. I would vote for The Rock in an instance. Why? Did anybody ask her? She said, I'm grateful he did come forward and endorse Biden when the country was going through such struggle. The actor, 49, says he hasn't completely ruled out the possibility of having a political future. Uh, You need to there, Dwayne. 
Dwayne, they're going to ask you one simple question. Dwayne, did you ever take steroids? Better answer that one truthfully. I love The Rock, but I wouldn't trust him uh, not to pull a John Cena. Liz Milano is saying that because she's fishing to be on The Rock's next movie. No shit. At least the run would be the last guy on every uh, end of the picture during a summit. The Rock would be the last guy at the very end of the... Oh, absolutely. Look, I'm just going to let you know right now, The Rock is never going to run for office. There is no way. His grandmother was deported off the island of Hawaii. Put in jail. Do you think his family wants that out in the pub? No. By the way, he's a wrestler. Just like all the other wrestlers out there. He is a wrestler. He's made a great career in Hollywood. He's made some decent movies. He's made some fucking turds as well. Speaking of turd movies this weekend, uh, Christopher, I know you're listening. You got the externals, my man. No, no thanks. You got that one in Ghostbusters. I'm not interested in either one of those. I don't like this whole Eternals thing. Oh, wow. Hey, we're Marvel and we just ran out of money. Let's Oh, let's make a group that's stronger than the Avengers. Well, why didn't that group come and save the Earth? Don't care for it. Um, all right. We got to talk a little bit COVID. Not much. Well, wait, actually, before we get to the COVID thing, there's a story written in uh, New York Post this week saying, can my boss tell me how to vote? I told my boss I need time to go out and vote. He said that he'd only let me go if I voted Republican. I was outraged. He said he was only joking. I complained to HR, and they didn't do anything. What are my rights? No, your boss cannot tell you how to vote. No one can tell you how to vote. Now, if he was joking and you took it all the way to HR, hey, Karen, you need to get the stick out of your ass. I'd be like, hey, you, 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 you turned me into HR for a joke? You told me I could only leave if I voted Republican. And, and you believe me? You forgot one thing that, uh, that made Kevin Hart a star, so F him. Okay. Come on now. I mean, let, let, let's just, this is stupid. No, your boss cannot tell you how to vote. But, hey, thanks for asking the really stupid question there. I don't know, sounds like uh, you're a thin-skinned libtard and voting Republican would be better anyway. You know what I think? I think that's somebody who's young. 
It doesn't say who wrote this. They they just got this. Somebody who doesn't even know any better. Somebody who believes that your boss is your boss and you have to do everything that your boss says. When it comes to work, yes, that is true. When it comes to voting, if you have a boss that tells you how to vote, does he tell you how to wipe your ass too? How to make love to your your, your significant other? Do they have to come and watch that? Why are you giving your, your all your power to this 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 boss? And by the way, why didn't you vote before that? I could turn a lot of things on this, but no, your boss cannot tell you how to vote. Jesus Christ. So this whole fucking bill that's being held up, part of the woke squad, Cory Bush, the dumbass, I'm sorry, Democrat from Missouri, who supports efforts to defund the police, released a statement uh, yesterday saying that Senator Joe Manchin, a Democrat from West Virginia, who opposes the Build Back Better plan, mainly because, you see, he opposes this because he's from West Virginia. And what does West Virginia do? They mine for coal. If he were to get rid of that, he would never be reelected. Okay, stupid? Okay. She's chastising uh, Joe Manchin. For the lack of support he's given President Biden's Build Back Better, saying his unwillingness to support the legislation is anti-black, anti-child, anti-woman, and anti-immigrant. Well, I tell you what, that, that, that break glass in case of emergency and the word racist behind it, how are those even around anymore? Those have been broken everywhere. She's calling Joe Manchin a racist. Huh? Build black bullshit. Okay, all right. Uh, the freshman congresswoman also said that Manchin does not get to dictate the future of our country. No, no, he doesn't. But he does get a vote. So are, do you think that he should have that vote taken away from him because it opposes you? See, once again, well, once again, once again, if somebody doesn't agree with you, you want to eviscerate them and tear them down instead of trying to get other people on your side. He does not dictate the future of our country. Well, no, no, he doesn't. But he gets to vote any way he would like to on this. You know, that whole free will thing again. I, I, I hate to keep bringing that up, but yeah. Cori Bush forgot transphobic. That means by modern definition, she is transphobic. Yeah, I mean, it, this is retarded. It, and I have to get to that word next because that word, somebody got in trouble for using the word retarded. 
Corey Bush came out and said, I trust the parents of my district who can't get their shift without child care. I trust the scientists who've shown us what our future looks like if we fail meaningful address climate change. I trust the patients and doctors crying out for comprehensive health coverage for every person in America. He's being accused, Manchin is being accused of holding the bipartisan infrastructure bill. Once again, a bill that really has little to do with the actual infrastructure of America. They're saying he's holding it hostage. He and that gal from Arizona who was officiating a wedding over the weekend and they the protesters ruined the wedding. He's got a picture of Cory Bush here with the shirt on that says rebel. Well, you're racist then. The the rebel flag. Just say. Just say like like look, consistency and logic, people. This would be like, hey, Corey, let me try to explain something to you here. This would be like a bill going on the table. I don't know, like a, maybe an amendment, maybe. Like something called prohibition. If you were to be in favor of that in Missouri, you're probably going to be not voted back in because that's the home of Budweiser. This guy's from West Virginia. And let's not forget, West Virginia's a little backward, just a tad bit. And I'm not picking on them here. Maybe they're not up to date yet, but the Southerners used to be Democrats. Southerners were, 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 were all Dixiecrats. Now, a lot of those Dixiecrats were very, very racist. Robert Byrd. And... That's why the liberals ended up taking that party over after Lyndon Johnson in 1964 signed over the uh, right to vote bill. Now, it didn't do enough, that first initial bill, but he continued to work with Martin Luther King to uh, let black folks vote in this country. Well, there are a lot of good old boys in the South that were Democrats that said, fuck you, we're done. All these people want to think Democrats are so high and mighty and such a wonderful party. Check their roots. That's all you got to do. Check their roots. Cori Bush is a moron. I'm just here to tell you this right now. I don't know how she won because she is truly one of the stupidest people I've ever seen. Uh, let's see. Oh, NASCAR has gone woke. Um, it looks like. Kyle Bush is going to be sent to sensitivity training for what he said about Brad Keselowski. Uh, this was the quote after the race. I mean, where was he going? What was he going to do, spin me out? He was trying to do a Harvick is what he was trying to do for what? For second place? For what? He wasn't going to transfer through with that. Freaking retarded, man. He has to go to sensitivity training for calling something retarded. 
is, is that retardophobic? Is, is that what I'm hearing now? Uh, just stop. Just stop. Inference says, what does a woman from West Virginia say when she's done having sex? I don't know. What? Here is Kyle Bush. My ass coming out of four for no reason. I mean, where was he going? What was he going to do? Spin me out? He was trying to do a Harvick is what he was trying to do. For what? For second place? To do what? He wasn't going to transfer through with that. Just freaking man. So stupid. I, I don't understand these guys. I should be out of them right now is what I should do. But that doesn't do me any good either. Why not? I mean, crafting yesterday said that's what some of these guys need. The lack I've already had to pay enough fines in my lifetime. I'm sure I'll get another one. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're going to get a big one. And now you have to go to sensitivity training. Bye. Bye, NASCAR. I'm done with you. Used to be the sport of the good old boys. Uh, get off me, pops. You're crushing my smokes. Okay, that's a good one in front. He has to go to sensitivity training for that. I tell you what, NASCAR is really, really, they, they really watch their product closely. I remember that, I mean, you, you, you all remember that horrible noose that was hanging up in the garage near Bubba Wallace. Oh, that's right. It was just a rope that was used to bring down the garage doors. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah, and the FBI said, yeah, there's nothing here. And people are still trying to make shit of that. But NASCAR, NASCAR wants to hold on. And by the way, why? People in the South don't give a shit what you say. They, they want to see you drive fast and get into a wreck. That's all they want to see. But now NASCAR is woke. I'm going to save the, uh, the co- well, one, one of these COVID things. I, I'm going to save that one. Um, the good news here is that a judge in Chicago has halted the vaccine mandate deadline and sided with the police union. Now, Warbird, I don't know if you're working this morning and listening, but hopefully this is what will happen in Nevada as well. Hopefully we're going to see this happen all over the country where judges come in and they say the vaccine deadline. We're going we're to put a stop to that because that doesn't seem right because public safety is still on the line. And without firefighters, without police in some major cities and a lot of minor cities, public safety numbers are going to go through the roof. Fred says, instead of sensitivity training, how about you stop being pussies? Well, look, Fred, come on. Fred, go piss in the wind now. An Illinois judge granted temporary restraining order blocking a vaccine mandate for employees of Chicago. Cook County Judge Raymond Mitchell issued a written decision Monday that the city can still place police officers on no-pay status for abiding by the city's directive. The order, however, blocks the city from firing members for not meeting a December 31st deadline of vaccine until the FOP arguments 
are heard by an arbiter. That's good. I'm glad to see that. That makes me happy that a judge is actually doing the right thing. And I'll say this now. If we all knew that the right thing was getting the vaccination, I think we'd have a lot more people getting it. But Jen Psaki is a great example. How did she get COVID? How? She got the vaccine. She can spread it now. She's gotten the, the, the COVID, so she can spread it now. This is why she's at home. Well, because, no, it's stupid. The vaccine doesn't work. It works sometimes, but not all the time. But what do I know? I'm just a lowly podcast host. This last story is about a senator out of Missouri, I believe, uh, Senator Josh Howley, who tore into the liberal media's ambition of being gatekeepers of free speech in America. His quote is, the liberal media want to be the gatekeepers for speech in this country. What you can or can't, cannot say, uh, that's acceptable speech. And what we found is the American people don't want them to be the gatekeepers. They want them to actually be the media. Just report on the facts. Tell us what has actually happened and let Americans draw their own conclusions. So I, I got to ask, because this, this interested me when I read this yesterday. Who truly is the gatekeepers of speech in this country. I know it's a very perplexing question. Who's the person who says, no, no, that's too much? And I mean, they're on call 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Uh, off topic, I have a song for when you do cover songs, non-point, when doves cry. Okay. All right. Instead, sensitivity training, how about you stop being pussies? I read that. But who is in charge of free speech in this country? I don't even know. Oh, I do know, actually. It's the government who's in charge of free speech even though they shouldn't be in charge of it. And the government says, okay, CNN and all the crazy left, you guys got to watch all this stuff and then eviscerate people that are on the other side or even some people that are on your side. Go ahead. The woke, Ratberger says the woke is in charge. Okay. I, I don't know who's in charge of it. I just go by, well, I don't care who's in charge of it either. I'm going to say whatever I fucking want to say. And that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so. 
Uh, all right. We will take a break here. 775-357-FANS. That is the number. ArnieRadio1 at gmail.com. When we come back, we do have a whole big old pile of emails. So get on back here. ArnieRadio1 at gmail.com. I look for trouble and I found it some Straight down the barrel of a lawman's gun I try to run but I don't think I can You make one move and you're a dead man Friend ain't living long like this 
it made I'd probably run for president of the southern state The day Elvis passed away would be our national holiday If the South would have won, we'd have had it made I'd make my Supreme Court down in Texas And we wouldn't have no killers getting off free If they were proven guilty, then they would swing quickly Instead of writing books and smiling on TV We'd all learn Cajun cooking in Louisiana And I'd put that capital back in Alabama We'd put Florida on the right track Cause we'd take Miami back And throw all them pushers in the summer Oh, if the South would've won, we'd have had it made I'd probably run for president of the Southern state The day young Skinner died, we'd show our southern pride If the South would have won, we'd have had it made A little Dixieland, boys Oh, yeah I'd have all the whiskey made in Tennessee And all the horses raised in those Kentucky hills The national treasury would be in Tupelo, Mississippi And I'd put Hank Williams' picture on $100 bills I'd have all the cars made in the Carolinas And I'd ban all the ones made in China I'd have every girl child sent to Georgia to learn to smile And talk with that southern accent, it drives me When, when Hank Jr., this is how fucked up this country is. Hank Williams Jr. was asked in an interview about Barack Obama and some of the policies that he had. And he compared him to Hitler. And he was fired for doing so immediately. They fired him for comparing him to Hitler. Yet for four full years, everyone compared the President of the United States to Adolf Hitler. Nobody lost their jobs. How fucked up is our world? 
And 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 when he got fired, all the media, that's when the media started pouncing on Bo Cephas. And that song right there was the first one that they mentioned. He did a song talking about if the South would have won. He's pro-slavery. <laughs> I remember I got into it with somebody. I was like, not pro-slavery. They, they, they don't even mention slavery in the song. Well, slavery would have still been going on. Like it was going on in the North. Oh, God. It, I mean, Jesus. But, hey. It is. That's a long time ago. Bosif is a happy man now. So uh, let's uh, let let's get to the old mail, shall we? And by the way, mail here. You write me at arnieradio one at gmail.com. and all of the mail is sponsored by our good friends at JS Floors, the best in the West. Oh my God! I just uh, uh, the, the rest, dear God. I found out they have a new plan now. This is what the rest likes to do. They work really, really slow. Like your home won't have any floors in it whatsoever. And do you know why they're working so slow? A, they're lazy. B, they're drunk. And C, they're trying to gain residency. That's right. The rest takes so long in your house that they actually start receiving mail at your house, and their big goal is to live there and have garage sales and sell your underpants. You know who doesn't do that? JS Floors. No, 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 no. Jesse wants to go in there, and he wants to put in the best floors possible for you in the least amount of time, and they're going to do a great job no matter how long it takes them. But they don't want to sell your underpants. Give them a call at 775-267-4123. Oh, what a beautiful morning. Welcome to Mail Call. All right, scumbag, pay attention. It's time for Mail Call. Okay, now what the fuck do you want? All right, our first mail today is from Daryl. You know who else won't sell your underwear? Sheriff Grady Judd. Amen to that, because it might be sold. Uh, Arnie. Just wondering if you happen to see the Colin Kaepernick thing on Netflix. Why, yes. If not, all you have to do is watch the first five minutes when he compares the NFL uh, to slavery. I used to be a big fan of his here at Nevada and when he first went to the Niners. What happened to him? This guy has lost his damn mind. I don't know what happened to him. I got to say that it, it, it was good on his part that he showed up when they inducted him this, this current football season into the Nevada Sports Hall of Fame. I thought that was a good move on his part. I don't know. I don't know what made him become such an activist. I, I, I truly don't know. Uh, I, I watched some of Jason Whitlock. Who, If you don't know who Jason Whitlock is, he's a, a very large black man who works in Kansas City uh, for a newspaper there and and does a lot of stuff. He used to do a lot more stuff with ESPN. I think he's more with Fox now. I'm not sure exactly where he is. But he's the guy who calls people out on their bullshit. Um, Jason Whitlock has reviewed the Colin Kaepernick thing, and he says it's evil. It, it, it's probably the most evil thing he's ever seen. And I couldn't agree with him more. 
He transitioned to Islam when he got married. Okay. Is he married to that gal now? The gal that, that kind of, you know, brainwashed him? Colin Kaepernick, who was adopted, uh, like, in, in he, Jason Whitlock says it best. This documentary craps all over his parents. These two fine people, one, dad was in the military and then was the manager, I, I looked it up last night, a manager of a cheese place in Wisconsin, and they moved to Turlock. And that's where Colin got all his opportunities to play sports and do all this kind of stuff. And the way that this thing portrays his parents, Nick Offerman is one of the parents, and I like Nick Offerman, but the way they have him act, he's kind of a bumbling white idiot. And his mother is just a, like kind of like a Mary Tyler Moore character in the Dick Van Dyke show, just kind of going along. And, 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 and he, calls his, he calls his mother out for being a racist. When he wanted to get cornrows put in his hair or braids in his hair, I don't know exactly what it was called. And she said, you look like a thug. Now, they, then they, they take a break from the, the make-believe people and they fun- go back to Colin. He defines the word thug. And the first person that he uses the definition from is Donald Trump. And when Donald Trump called those people at Virginia who protested, who drove over people, he called them thugs. What does that have to do with black people? His mom called him a thug. And, and look, look here. Let's go back in time when little Arnie. Well, there's never little Arnie, but uh, when young Arnie was in junior high school. And young Arnie decided to get a flat top haircut because that was the style when I was in junior high. And then I got lines shaved into the side of my head. My mother blew a gasket. My mother lost her shit when I had lines shaved into the side of my head. Because there were some football players that were doing that, and I thought it was cool. My mother didn't think it was cool at all. My mother thought I looked, I think she she called me a, a retarded. Now, did that mean my mother hated me? No, no. We, 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 as kids, we go through these these battles with our parents because we're trying to develop our own sense of style and our own sense of character. I've told you the guy the story so many times about my haircut in high school and how I had to get it cut, but I wanted to wear a flat top really high and look like Yvonne Drago without the working out, and I got in trouble for it. And Colin Kaepernick got in trouble for it, but he got in trouble for his hair and he called it racism. I got in trouble for my hair too, young man, and that was before you, pal, because I'm a little bit older than you. But he makes his parents, and by the way, by the way, the one thing it does show is how much his father did love him and drove him to football camps all over the country. 
to try out and didn't complain about it. But when the documentary shows them adopting a child and the, the, the original child that they wanted, that they knew of, was no longer available and the person at the adoption place said, well, we just had another baby come through and they said, we'll take him. Sight unseen. They didn't say, well, what does he look like? Is he black? And Colin Kaepernick says, I wasn't even the for- their first choice. Well, it's because they didn't know about you, stupid. You weren't available when they originally went down there. But you shit all over your parents? If you have bad parents growing up, like awful parents who hurt you, who physically abuse you, who beat you up and do things like that, I have no problem. And 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 by by the way, I have no problem. It doesn't matter what I have or not. I understand why you don't have relationships with them. But you people that have had good parents growing up and then just eviscerate them in, in a Netflix special, boy, there's a special kind of hell for Colin Kaepernick. I Googled last night, you know, what his parents are up to, what his parents think of this, and they support him still, even though he still calls them racist, which is very strange. I just, I'm, I'm so, Colin Kaepernick is just an idiot. He wants to be this social justice warrior. He doesn't even know who he's fighting. Why beat up your parents, especially when they were so good to you? But, hey, that's Colin Kaepernick, and he's going to have to answer that one someday. Uh, Let's see. um, uh, Next one here. Let's see. Hold on. Let's get to the things here. Uh, All right, scumbag, pay attention. It's time for mail call. Get that sandwich out of your pie hole and listen up, maggot. It's time for mail call. What the fuck do you want? Arnie. I was just wondering if you still kept in contact with anyone from the radio stations that you worked for uh, or the people you actually worked with on shows that you were on. I remember listening to you guys once and saying that you were, like, closer than family. Sure doesn't seem like that now, and was that all just made up? That's from Tara. Um, There are a few people that I do keep in touch with. I know he's still fighting. Uh, the fucking goal line on fourth down, that could have won the fucking Super Bowl. That's who he's fighting. Okay. Um, I, 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 I follow some people on social media. I, I still will write here and there to Pat Martin. Pat Martin was such a big influence on my career and such a great guy. I love Pat. I think Pat's awesome. Uh, I still chit-chat with Mikey every now and then from the afternoon show. Nobody really from Reno, the old, old days. Uh, Actually, there's one guy I I chat with, and that Jim McClain. Uh, But from shows that that people, no, not really. I mean, Christy is about as as close as I get. One intern I still talk to every now and then. 
I can tell you that, no, it was not made up. We were closer than family on those shows. And that's why I was so hurt by everything that's been done to me. I was recently scouring through some Instagram. Uh, I was searching on Instagram for something, and I saw a picture. And it was two people that I used to work with. Actually, it was three people I used to work with, producer Nick. I still, I, I still am in communication with producer Nick, Tara. And it was at a uh, one of those kickoff shows for Metallica that we used to get to do. We got to go see uh, Metallica before their tour started because they would rehearse at the Cow Palace. And I look at this picture, and you can see the left side of the picture is completely cut off. And I kind of snickered a little bit, and and I thought, wait a second. They're they're continuing this action. There there was something that happened about a year and a half ago. Um, There's a picture of somebody I worked with that I actually walked down the aisle. And it was their anniversary. And they completely cut me out of that photo. And I did nothing wrong to this person. I did nothing wrong to anybody, really. Um, But they cut me out of the photo. Now, I, I wasn't a part of their lives. They were no longer a part of my life. I don't want to be a part of their life. Uh, but if you're going to put up pictures and cut people out, uh, you're garbage. And, and I'll just say it, you're garbage. Uh, do you still talk to Steve Mickelson? I know he can't be on your show, dot, 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 stupid. It is stupid. I don't understand why you wouldn't want to further that guy's fucking you know website anymore. But, yes, I do talk to Steve Mickelson. He is a great, great guy. Uh, Let's see. uh, And no team wants him because he's toxic to a team. Yes, and a terrible quarterback. That's why no team wants him. He's a terrible quarterback, Colin Kaepernick. Uh, Andy says you're better off. That show and the people are pure trash. You're going to have to be more specific on which show that is. Um, I appreciate everybody saying all that stuff, you know, about current shows and things like that. Uh, but to answer Tara's question, no, it wasn't made up. It was not made up at all. We we were as close as a family could be. At least, at least I was and one other person. <laughs> and the producers. Well, most of them. But yeah, I, believe me, believe me. You don't understand it. That that look, no no offense. I appreciate saying you don't understand it, but as soon as I understand it, I'll let you know. Cause I still don't. I still don't get it. Are you allowed to say I, I just choose not to, Andy. I, I choose not to mention them whatsoever on my show. Cause they don't deserve to come out of my mouth. They they just don't. That's a that's a legit question. No, that gal that took over Christie's spot uh, got booted too. Yeah, I saw an Instagram live she did recently. Goddamn, she's a fucking peach. Yeah, uh, Amanda. Yeah, she, Amanda was a nice gal. I, I've chatted a couple times with her. Her and I weren't that close when I was on the show. But hey, it is what it is, and I've moved on. They've moved on. Um, I wish them nothing but bad health for the rest of their life. 
Uh, <laughs> yes, Douglas, that's who you're, he is talking about. Gronkowski and that asshole Don Lemon. Uh, he's a piece of dog shit. Uh-huh. Look, Cowboys girl, that person you're talking about, it's so funny. It's so funny, like, to see pictures and that person's in there. Especially standing next to Gronkowski. Because Gronkowski used to make the shit fun. We, he and I both made a shitload of fun of this fucking person. Oh, my God. Oh, fuck. Ogre says, I wish them baldness and obesity. Mission accomplished. Yes, yes, you are correct, sir. <laughs> Mission very accomplished. Uh, thank you, Ratberg. Uh, all right, next one here. Let's see. Uh, Suck in your gut. It's time for mail call. Get that sandwich out of your pie hole and listen up, maggot. It's time for mail call. Okay, now what the fuck do you want? Arnie, I enjoy when you get upset at things. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And I wanted to get your response on this, meaning he wants me to get upset. Is it he? Yeah, it's Greg. Uh, I thought it was dumb, but my niece, my sister, uh, my sister's kid, had four different Halloween costumes, and she's nine. Is this the new normal? Before I answer that, let me see. Ghost, I understood why people liked her, and she was terrible. Not as bad as other uh, brown noser, though. His nose is so far up. Yeah. Look, uh, I don't know why. Like, um, when, when she was hired, when man was hired, she was hired to answer phones. She had no interest in being on the air whatsoever. She just wanted to answer phones. She needed a side gig. That was her side gig. I don't know why they turned her into that because I, I agree with you, Fred. Um, um, okay. Now, now, look, look. I don't understand what is up with the world today where your kids need more than one. Dude, I'd be so excited. You remember, look, look. If you go back in time and you were poor like me, Holy shit, it's fucking raining already. God dang it. Uh, you go back in time. You're poor like me. Uh, I think when you did your apology show for Glad, they dug their teeth in and told Grunk how the show needed to be, and you were collateral damage. Oh, no, 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 Scott. No. No, no, no. Uh, Scott, I was the one that was totally thrown under the bus for that. And... Uh, yeah, it, no, I was on for a long time after that. Uh, Amanda was the only parent, and they need to pretend they had the faintest inkling what parent was like to push their ludicrous views on the matter. Okay, I agree with that. Um, yeah. Rain boots, okay. Uh, yeah, uh, remember when you were a kid, and, and, and we didn't have the Halloween store. You know, we didn't have the spirit Halloween store on every fucking corner growing up. We had Spencer's, and their masks were expensive as shit, and you couldn't get anything at Spencer's. And you had the grocery store. Man, I tell you what, I loved it when they put the Halloween shit out in the grocery stores when I was a little kid. 
And you got to go through that aisle, and you got to look at all the different... And by the way, these were those shitty fucking plastic costumes with the hard paper mask that had the string that would break halfway through the night. And you'd look through that, and you'd figure out what you're going to be, and that was your costume. That was the only costume you had. If you were going to be Richie Rich, you were Richie Rich. And as a kid, you made it, you made sure that that thing was protected until the night of Halloween. You wanted to wear it. Hell, of course you wanted to wear it. But see, that back then, in, in, in the, the late 70s, early 80s, we didn't have Halloween parties. We didn't have sponsored dress like a whore and win a contest parties for adults. It was a kid's holiday. And once again, you got one costume. That was it. And after I got to like like the age of like nine, I stopped getting my costumes at the grocery store. A, they didn't fit anymore because I was no longer a regular sized child. But B, I hated them. You get this this shitty Superman outfit, and you put the shitty mask on. You look like Clark Kent. One year, I went as a nerd. Pocket protector in, glasses with the tape on there, shirt buttoned all the way up where I look like a Vato. That was a terrible contest. That was a terrible costume. Nerd. Like one year down in Austin, we dressed up, me and my cousins, and I was a victim. I just had like blood shit all over my face and stuff. Your niece had four costumes? What the fuck is she, Cher? She putting on a show? She doing costume changes in the middle of trick-or-treating? Four costumes? I'll tell you this right here, right now. Any ass family member as kid has more than one goddamn Halloween costume, you and I are going to have a conversation. It's bullshit. Kids having four fucking costumes. Stop that right now. I went as Poncho Villa one year. I didn't know who the fuck Poncho Villa was. My mom did. Had me wear a sombrero. Put some dark shit on my face. Yes, I almost went as black skin, but not not quite. I did not have black face on. I had Mexican face on. Had the big bushy mustache. I'm just telling you right now, I got asked that question all the time. Who are you? I'm Pancho Villa. I didn't do a voice because, once again, I didn't know who Pancho Villa was. But my mom thought that would be an awesome costume. Mom, I love you up in heaven. God rest your soul. That costume sucked. The nerd one was my idea, and that costume sucked. The year I went as a nerd, my my best friend at the time, his name was Todd. He glued all of these styrofoam cups together in a ball shape, 
and he went in a styrofoam cuphead, even though it looked like a bowling ball. Or not a bowling ball, a golf ball. People love that costume. Then the next year, his mama let him buy a mask that was like $85. He was Darth Vader. Mama didn't let him buy it. Mama bought it for him. Do you know what would have happened to me if I went went home and told Big Jerry, hey, Dad, I need a mask that costs $85. Whack, tack, tack. That's what would have happened. I'd have got knocked the fuck out. $85 for a fucking Star, Star Wars mask. Now I'm trying to imagine a fat poncho via like the mascot of some Mexican restaurant. To be fair, my brother and I would run through the entire neighborhood and then we'd go home, take off our mask, and put bloody makeup on and we'd go back to hit all the good houses again. Now that's not a bad idea there, Scott. See, that, that, that's kid ingenuity. Kid genuity. That's a new word we just came up with. But it sounds like this girl had four different parties she was going to go to, and she wasn't going to be the same vixen at, at all four parties. I remember when you would talk about women slutting up Halloween. My friend went to a party, and she was a Playboy bunny, and her dude was Hugh Hefner. I, I look, look, Playboy bunny is one thing. When you dress up as a sexy ear of corn... That's when I have a problem with it. And by the way, that was a real costume one year. You just have to put the words sexy in front of it. Look at me. I'm a sexy bowling ball. All three of my holes are open for business. If you told your mom it was a Burt Reynolds mask, she would have paid for it. No, I, I, I think she learned her lesson after that movie. Yeah, four, Greg? That's ridiculous. Your sister's a kook. Man, oh, man. All right. We, oh, wow. Oh, oh, okay. Hold on a second. We got to do this. We got to go. Whoops. Suck in your gut. It's time for mail call. Don't move. Stay where you are. It's time for mail call. Okay, now what the fuck do you want? Oh, somebody needs some help. You know what that means. That means it's singing time. So uh, before we help this person, Let's sing this in. Band, you ready? Okay, they're ready. Ooh, I haven't done this one in a while. Yeah. This was the first two-verse Ask Arnie song. Everything I needed to know You taught me on the radio We worked and worked At all those bars Listeners turned us into stars We made them laugh We made them cry They made us feel like we could fly So I don't know Just what I did to make you do what 
have done But that's okay Because you know Now I have my own damn show Where you can write And ask me now Before I go out and fuck a cow All we hear is Radio blah blah Radio pop Radio Gaga, all we hear is Radio Ha-Ha, Radio Hee-Hee, Radio What's New, Radio We All Just Hate You. And she became so round and thick. How does she even enjoy dick? But that's okay, you're like Greg and Dharma. Before too long, you will face the karma and get just what you deserve to. Maybe you'll tell the story that's true. And when you do, I won't throw, I'll just say that I told you so, ask Everybody, all we hear is radio blah blah, radio goo goo, radio gaga, all we hear is radio ha ha, radio hee hee, radio ha ha, all we hear is Radio Papa, Radio Shit Shit, Radio What's New, Radio I'll Say Fuck You. Damn. Damn did I nail that one. Holy crap. I, I, I nailed that one like a split hog. Now, 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 we added a verse to my favorite one, and we'll do that one. Hold on. Let me get a sip of water. Mmm. Dr. Pepper flavored water there. Uh, this is my favorite. Here we go. <clears throat> Wait till you see me do this one live. Got some problems. I can help you, don't you worry, I'm a trained professional, we've all been there, time after time, now you gotta ask me, so I can help you out, ask me now, ask me now, before I fuck up. about it fucking a cow fucking a cow all your ratings are in the gutter you sure miss me 
that is fucking obvious. Fat and fatter is what you become. Don't you really miss me when bonus checks come out? Ask me now, ask me now, because I'm fucking a cow. I told you I'd do it, and now I'm doing it. Fucking a cow, fucking a cow. You hear my voice in the morning hours and miss me. The radio reminds me that I'm in the right place Driving down the road you'll hear me say All the bad words like fucking pussy Cock and cunt Ask me now Ask me now Because I'm fucking a cow I told you I'd do it, and now I'm bragging about it. Fucking a cow, oh, fucking a cow. He's fucking a cow. He's fucking a cow. You should have asked him right now. He said he'd do it, and now he's doing it. Fucking a cow. Fucking a cow. Fucking a cow. Fucking a cow. Wow. Holy crap. That right there, that one could get me to Nashville right there. I, I, I mean, that, that right there is spectacular. It don't get any better than that. Nailed it. I want to do that one on stage. I want to do karaoke sometime and do that song. I'll probably get kicked out of the karaoke bar. Christopher, fire, thank you. I appreciate that, my friend. All right, so we got an ask question here. I got to take this shit serious, so hold on. I got to put a dip in. All right. It says, uh, I was wondering if you could help me with this problem I'm having with my boyfriend. You still, we, you see, we've been together for about four and a half years, and I really do love him, and he loves me. He knows how important it is for me to get married and then start a family. Here's the problem. He says he isn't ready to get married, but he will know when he is. Oof. Is this something that I will just have to ride out and wait for? And if so, how long do I wait? I do love him, and I want to spend the rest of my life with him. But it seems like he isn't sure yet with me. Thanks for the great show and answering my letter. Signed, sadly, still just a girlfriend. Man. That one's tough. You love him, and he knows it's important for you to get married. He loves you, and you know that he's still searching or whatever. Did we get a note? Yeah, uh, they were, they've been together for four years, four and a half years. 
Four and a half years, Ratburger. Ratty Kid says, get pregnant. <laughs> well, I think that's why she wrote that she wants to get married and then have a baby. Um, I have such a, a, an issue with this because I used to, to work with a guy who said compromise is losing. Compromise is not losing. Uh, do you know how old? No, they did not say how old this person was. Compromising is not losing. Giving in is losing. Compromising is saying, okay, I have to put my selfishness aside for a second, and they're going to push some of their selfishness aside, and we're going to come together as a team. It seems like you, sadly, still just a girlfriend, have been compromising your ass off because you've been together for four and a half years. I I don't know what the magic number is to stay together. I have a very good friend who's been with his quote-unquote girlfriend, and now they're a fiancé and stuff, for over ten years, and they've never gotten married. Hell, they bought a fucking house together, but they're not married. And it works for them. She's not, and they were going to get married, but then COVID happened, so it didn't happen. But they they haven't they haven't given each other ultimatum, and ultimatums to me are, are the worst. But it sounds like letter writer, you're ready to get married, and it's very important to you. Does he realize how important it is for you? Because you sure seem to realize how he's not ready. And that last part of the letter really fucking hurt me there. It said, but it seems like he isn't sure with me yet. Look at how this guy is making you feel. This person that you love and allegedly loves you, but doesn't know if you're the one for him yet after four and a half years. Wow. Letter writer, you're allowed to be happy. Uh, let's see, uh, people want to help. Uh, I used to be in this uh, mind frame until I met my boyfriend who had the views uh, her boyfriend does. Let him explore, let him accomplish what he wants. Be happy he's in your life, boyfriend or husband. He's still loving you. And that's uh, really what we search for, okay? Holding this over him and pressuring him, uh, pressuring it is not the way to go about it. I agree completely with that. Pressuring this person to marry you is not the way to go. But you have to, and, and, and by the way, everybody's different. Everybody's different. If he's waiting to accomplish something, I don't know, a big promotion at work where he can afford to buy a house and then ready to settle down, that's one thing. If he's just farting around, he doesn't know if, if he's ready yet, he's never going to be ready. It, it's either he's never going to be ready Or you're not the one. This is, where, this is where you have to come to this come to Jesus moment in your own mind, letter writer. And I imagine Hot Stephanie came to that in her own mind because she said this used to be her mind frame. Until you find that person that you will, you will, you will walk the earth with. I couldn't be happy for Stephanie. She deserves happiness. She's a, a very good friend of mine. She deserves all the happiness in the world. 
letter writer, you deserve all the happiness in the world. I don't know you, but hey, everybody deserves all the happiness in the world. Problem is, you're not going to get it, but you deserve it. Until you can, can say, I don't care how long it takes, I will wait. I plan on walking the earth with this person. Does your boyfriend do that for you? Will he walk the earth with you? Will you walk the earth with him? Or you have to ask yourself this question. Is getting married so, so important to you that you're willing to move on and possibly find someone else? How much longer will you wait then? This is the tough part of the world. Now, Brady Kid says get pregnant. Uh, there's a lot of people that will try to do the, the, the kid trap. I hope, sadly, still just a girlfriend, you're not that person. And, and the reason why I say sadly you're not that person, because you don't want that kid to be resented. And that's what will happen. That's what happens sometimes is that, that the daddy will resent that kid. If it weren't for you, I wouldn't be married to this. You don't want to ever hear that. You want a person that is willing to, I think ride or die is used too much. I like walk the earth better, mainly because I came up with it. You need that person that you don't care if you're married or not. Marriage, it, to me, marriage is a piece of paper. If it's more than that to you, then hey. You have to do what makes you happy. Only you can control this. This is the big thing that people don't realize. When you allow other people to control your happiness, you'll never be happy. They can care about you and they can love you, and I'm not saying that they don't. But when it comes down to the brass tacks of things, your happiness, that's on you. You have to find a way to make you happy. They will, they can make you happy, but your happiness is not their number one goal. And by the way, it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be your number one goal to make them happy. Your number one goal is to find what makes you happy. And that's in relationships, that's in life, that's in your professional life. So many people hate where they are in, in the world. Didn't change it. Move. Find what's going to make you happy. Well, Arnie, it's not that easy. But it really is. It, it, it truly is that easy. Um, sadly, I get it. My, with my life experience, that paper is security. Maybe have the talk with them. It's not about the wedding, et cetera, but the legal things that come with the marriage. Very true. Very true. I think a lot of this comes from society, family, and friends saying, why aren't you engaged yet? Yeah. You have to really know what, uh, why you want to marry this person, what marriage means to you, what this person means to you, what do uh, you want the title of or the human. Ultimatums for this never, ever work. You're absolutely right. They don't. And that paper is security for some people. For some people, it's security. It, mean, it means the world to them. I ain't got a problem with that. 
Not at all. Um, Christopher says marriage is uh, a much harder sell to a man nowadays. Men get all the bad aspects of marriage and divorce. It's possible he loves you, but he can't get over his fear of how easily you can wreck his life in the future. It takes a lot of love and faith and, and stupidity to commit to marriage from a married guy. Uh, Cowboys Girl says, I've been with my man for seven years. I'm fine not getting married again. We are partners. He's my favorite person. I'm his. <clears throat> I don't need to marry him uh, to marry me to know that. Arise says, 11 years this month and no legal marriage paperwork. It doesn't always equal happiness. Right? Kid says, it can't, uh, it can't be that hard. I married the man who wasn't even, ever going to get married. Hmm? That's true. Not again. And lo and behold, I did. So, sadly, just a girlfriend. You have to find out what make, what's going to make you happy. Walking the earth with this person possibly never getting married or getting married and hopefully walking the earth with this person. I hope that helped you out. I didn't give you a clear-cut scenario of moving on or telling him he's a loser because he's not. He's allowed to make these decisions, and so are you. So there you go. Find You can... Look, I don't want to. I, I don't want to torpedo my own segment, but when the Ask Arnie stuff happens, one of the big answers that I always give is find what makes you happy. You'll find that what makes you happy in life will get you a lot further than what people expect. Going back to something that uh, Hot Stephanie said: these people that will bother you about why aren't you engaged yet. Those people are just chirping. Chirp, 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 chirp. They're nothing more than fucking uh, white noise. Their opinions don't matter. Because somewhere down the road, if this guy does marry you, they're going to hold that against him. Oh, it's about time. And God forbid something ever happened to that relationship. Well, see, I knew he wasn't the right one. Well, if you knew he wasn't the right one, why did you chirp in this person's ear so much? About when are you getting engaged? Because I think that's something that that not enough people do. Let me read Ogres and I'll tell you what I mean. I was going to marry a man, but Jehovah's Witness and the Mormons both said no. Why can't? Why I can't imagine. <laughs> Letter writer, I would say have the conversation with him, asking if that was ever anything he wanted. If he doesn't, then respect that and figure it out, that what you are happy with. If he's marrying someone or being in a relationship with someone that still treats you good, either way, whatever you choose is the right choice. I say the people that come to you and say, uh, hey, look, the people that are willing to put it out there, that are willing to risk their friendship to save you, Nobody wants to listen to those people. But I think those are important people to listen to. I knew a guy once. And I didn't I didn't say the things in time. I didn't because I held back. And and something I I I hate I do I, I don't hate myself for it. I just think that I could have been a better friend. He met this person in an area where she had privy to his 
his financial statements and stuff, and, and he met her, and that same day she would said she'd go out with him. She moved in with this person a couple weeks later, which I found to be very, very odd and very, very quick. And then within, like, I don't know, another month, they were engaged. And I could see the writing on the wall because my friend was pretty well-to-do. I didn't say anything because he was happy, and I didn't think it was my place. Lo and behold, they get married. They're married for about a month. They go on their honeymoon. They come back, and he told me it was the worst experience of his life. That's not what you want to hear on your honeymoon. And it later resulted in some domestic violence against him. And this isn't me. This isn't me that we're talking about at this time. Um, and he said, fuck it, I'm going to make this work. Even though I knew it wasn't going to work because I knew what she was in for. Lo and behold, they got divorced. Their divorce took about eight years to get all the way through. Financially, all the bullshit that happened. Now, I could have said something earlier on. I chose not to because it's not my business. Later, you know, when when he and I would sit down and talk, I was like, man, I wanted to say something. And sometimes he, he would he would go, well, I wish you would have, but I'm glad you did, which I don't understand what that means, but I wish I would have because I could have saved that guy some heartache and some stress. And it might have been the end of our friendship. Sometimes you have to be willing to risk that. And I wasn't willing to risk that at that time. You have to be knowing, know what you're willing to risk. It's that way with marriage, too. So letter writer, uh, those people that are talking to you, it, get them out of your head unless they see the evil that this guy has, like I saw with that woman. And then realize what makes you happy. That's what you got to do. Make yourself I, – I, I, if people spent more time making themselves happy, man, oh, man. I, I I I wish more people could could do that. So there you go. There there's my uh there's my help hopefully if that helped. Don't move. Stay where you are. It's time for mail call. It's here. Listen up. It's time for mail call. What the fuck do you want? Uh, Alicia says he wished you would have because it would have brought some attention to him. But he's glad he didn't because he may not have been in the right mind to listen and it would have hurt your relationship. Yeah, money is also a huge thing. If he's more financially well off than you, that could be a big reason he's hesitating. Okay, very true. Uh, this next letter is from Evan. It says, I have a very strange question for you. If you knew that you only had two weeks left to live on Earth, I was wondering what would you do with your time? I know it's a strange question, but I, I was asked this at a party, and I thought I would ask it to the most interesting person that I quote-unquote know. He actually wrote quote-unquote no. Uh, that's from Evan. Wow. 
if I only had two weeks left on earth, what would I do? I'm telling you right now. If I only had two weeks left to live, there are some people that should be very, very scared. I'm just telling you. Because maybe on day 12 or 13, oh, the ass-whooping train is coming to town. Choo-choo! <laughs> and I think everybody knows who I'm talking about. If I only had two weeks to live, I'd probably do a couple shows. I would try to book a stand-up comedy show and just be the fucking most heinous I've ever been on stage. It would be a show that you'd never want to miss. And I'd tell everybody, hey, I only got two weeks left on Earth. If you want to hear my real thoughts on shit, come on down. Um, <laughs> Steph says, I love how vengeance is your first thought. Oh, well, I mean, we were talking about that, some of those people earlier. I would probably, you know, one of the things I would probably tr- do, honestly, and, and this, is a, this is a truthful statement, I would do whatever I could to make up with Chris Payne. It's a friendship that I, I truly regret losing. I'd spend a lot of time with Tommy. Ratty Kid would have to take two weeks off of work. Um, but, yeah, I mean, two weeks, that's not a lot of time. That's only 14 days. But yes, vengeance. Yeah, there'd be some vengeance I'd get. I'd I'd, I'd have uh, some paybacks to get. But hey, I only got two weeks left. You ain't gonna send me to jail. I ain't going to prison. I'm not gonna kill anybody. At least I don't think so. Interesting question, Evan. So there you go. Hey, everybody. Now you you have something to talk about at the dinner table tonight. You only had two weeks left. What would you do? Boy, that would be a long trip of the ass whoopings. Uh, Sacramento, Missouri. That wouldn't be a good one there. How many ass shows would we get? Like I said, you might get two. You might get two in a stand-up show. Like if I knew that the next morning was it, I was checking out the next morning, I would do a stand-up show the night before. I would try to fucking, I would have it broadcast on Instagram live, fucking, every place I could go live, I would go live as many places as I could, so I could offend so many fucking people. I'm just telling you, I, I'm being honest with you. I'm going to go out, I'm going to go out in a blaze of fucking glory. That's all there is to it. Uh, all right, next one here, let's see. Listen up, it's time for mail call. Not bucket. It's time for mail call. What the fuck do you want? I'm not taking time off work. You'll be dead and I'll be in jail as an accomplice. (laughs) Dear Arnie, I'd fly to Ireland to get drunk as fuck on Guinness, find a motherfucker who ruined Colt McCoy's shoulder and take a baseball bat to his own shoulder, 
claim ownership of Sutter Sport and then die on the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. Oh, I, I, I might I, I might have to have a few drinks in me. If I knew, I remember I asked my dad. I, it, my, my, my dad was telling I didn't ask him. He, he told me. He said that, like, if he knew he was dying, he would smoke again. He would definitely smoke again. There won't be a, a, a minute out of any day that I do not have a dip of snuff in. But, yeah. I'd probably run, run, rub fecal matter all, matter all over fucking Ranger Stadium. Say, hey, thanks. Thanks for never giving me a fucking World Series, you bastards. Uh, dear Arnie, I know that you got dentures a couple years ago and was just wondering what made you do something like that. Mm. I saw one of your TikTok videos. And you didn't have teeth in, and I honestly could barely tell, so good for you on that. But why would you get rid of your only teeth, Robert? Well, because my only teeth were fucking horrible, Robert. Genetically, I come from a long line of bad-toothed people. Dad, grandma, great-great-grandma, and and I think great-grandfather all had dentures. And all had bad teeth. I look, I had braces as a kid. I did all that shit, wisdom teeth, all that bullshit. What made me go over the top was finally the last cavity that I had. It hurt so fucking much. I just had them take it out. And they're like, you want, you want me to take this? T-? I was like, take it the fuck out. Just take it the fuck out. Well, we'd rather give you a root canal. Well, yeah, I, I, I would rather be... 142 pounds and six foot eight and playing in the NBA, but we ain't gonna get that. So take the fucking tooth out. And by then, I was like, "Fuck it, let's just get rid of them all." Uh, I I will say this right now: uh, best decision I ever made uh, as far as my teeth go. Like uh, when I first got my dentures done, and this is kind of this is funny that this question is asked. Um, I love places like uh, Jersey Mike's and, and Porta Subs because they use all kinds of Italian uh, like uh, oils and shit on their sandwiches. When I first got my dentures, bread was hard. Bread was too hard for me to bite into, and it would fuck up my dentures. Now that we've got them fixed and refitted, we went to Jersey Mike's last night. It's the first time I've been to Jersey Mike's in like a year. Oh, I can eat a sandwich again. Holy hell. Like, I've been able to eat steaks and stuff, and I can bite into apples. Not that well. So I just cut up my apples now. But, yeah. Yeah, like, like I, after I've get, been fitted, now that it's been a year, and it's, oh, it's such a great choice. That's why I did it, Robert, because it was a great choice for me. So there you go. Man, my teeth have never looked better. My smile's fantastic. My teeth are white. And I still chew tobacco. So there you go. Uh, I got what? One, two, three, four left. Jesus. Uh, all right. Next one here. Let's see. Not bucket. It's time for mail call. Welcome to mail call. Okay. Now what the fuck do you want? Arnie. I heard about the Mount Rushmore crybabies for this week and was wondering if you had Michael Moore on your list. Ooh, that's a good one. You know that fat fuck who talks about how the poor don't matter, even though he's worth millions and millions of dollars. I think that'd be a great choice, Susan. Well, thank you, Susan. I've added him to, I need one more person. I've got a great list that we're going to do on Friday, the Mount Rushmore of crybabies. 
And Michael Moore has now been added, so now I'm down to one more person. So there you go. Great choice there. Michael Moore. Yes. Uh, truth is, I have standards, blah, 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 blue, blue, right in the hand gallery. Oh, I don't want any of that. Lens crafters, blues. Nope. Okay. There you go. Uh, all right. Um, let's see. Hey, Listen up, it's time for mail call! Suck in your gut! It's time for mail call! Okay, now what the fuck do you want? How about Nancy Kerrigan? She wouldn't stop crying just because someone shined her. Al Gore, climate expert. Okay, these are good choices. I'll, I'll, I'll write them down. Adam Kinslinger is a big baby. All right. Uh, I just wanted to say how much it sucks to hear that you had to use your WrestleMania money on your computer. I also wanted to say I appreciate that you were able to make such a sacrifice for your job. You are a professional through and through, and I've always felt that way about you. Some people don't realize that you actually practice what you preach when you say do your fucking job. Oh, wait, hold on a second. We've got to get that sound clip out here. Do your fucking job. Um, I use it as my own mantra now as well, and I can see how you get angry when people don't do their jobs. Keep up the great show. And was just wondering, where did you come up with that? And I hope something works out and you can actually go to WrestleMania from James. Do your fucking job. Well, here's the thing. That mantra came up to me when I was still doing um, one of the shows that I used to be on in the morning. Because... If I missed a joke or an opportunity, I would get yelled at, literally yelled at. And and by the way, that that's I I would prefer being yelled at than than talked down to. I I I, I work well with that. The old coaching style of coaching, yelling at you. And I realized that my job is not a hard job. I have to pay attention at my job, and I have to listen at my job. Now, the other parts of my job, I have to pay attention to the world. I have to be in character 24-7. Those aren't great parts, but, hey, I picked that. I, I, I learned that that is my job, and I have to do my job. If I don't do my job, I get yelled at. So many times now I see people who aren't doing their job, and nothing happens to them. The sacrifice was a no-brainer. Yes, I sacrificed my money that I was saving to go to WrestleMania. It's in Dallas this year. Tickets go on sale next week. I sacrificed that. Why? Because my job is the most important thing for me. Um, how much are tickets? I, I don't know yet. I'll, I'm going to find out next. Uh, they go on sale. Let's see. Uh... Ten days from now, so I'll, I'll let you know. I'm willing to throw down some cheddar towards tech. Well, I appreciate that. that. Thank you very much. That's, you know, whatever. Um, but it was a no-brainer. It, it was a no-brainer. I love doing my job more than I love wrestling, and I love wrestling a lot. I mean, if Stone Cold Steve Austin was going to be there and I was going to get to, like, give him a high-five, then that's a different story. Then maybe I'll fucking just do the show on one computer. Um, but I got tired of seeing people not do their fucking job. 
it, it, it drives me nuts. It, it literally, like, this is my big pet peeve is when I see people not doing their job. And it doesn't matter what it is. Be flipping burgers. He could be doing fucking heart surgery. That one doctor recently who got fucking disbarred for going uh, doing a Zoom, uh, a, a, a Zoom call to the judge while they're in the operating room. If I'm the family of the guy that's getting operated on, I'm probably going to kick the living shit out of that doctor. You know why? Because his attention should be at his job. It's not that hard to do your jobs, people. It really isn't. The time I almost lost it was the time I went to the Converse store in Sparks, Nevada. When I asked for a certain pair of shoes and the kid just looked at me and says, did you check online for that? I wanted to beat that kid's ass. If I checked online, guess what? I'm going to find it. I wanted to buy it right then and there because I wanted to give it like two days later as a gift. Do your job. At least go through the motions. Do your fucking job. James, I'm glad that's your mantra now. Just do your job. That's all. It doesn't have to own you. It doesn't have to take you over. But when you're at work, do your job. That's it. If you're at McDonald's, do your fucking job. Make my McRib. That's it. Oh, McRib. Oh, it sounds so good. Uh, all right, two more. Let's do this. Uh, let's get these gone. Don't move. Stay where you are. It's time for mail call. Oh, what a beautiful morning. Welcome to mail call. What the fuck do you want? Uh, if we bought online, he wouldn't have... Exactly, EGB3. Exactly. And that's what I told him when I was leaving. I said, you know, you you, you keep telling people to go online, you're going to close the store down. He didn't know what I was saying. He was a stupid kid. And I even want stupid kids who are doing, a, a in their eyes, a meaningless task working at a, a store. Do your job. That's why they hired you. Do your job. Uh, this letter says, hey... I just don't say it steamily when your woman is going down on you. It might result in a bite. Hey, uh, I just wanted uh, wondering if you have watched Eli and Peyton Manning doing Monday Night Football this season. If you have, I was just wondering what you thought of. Tonight they had Jon Stewart on as he's a big Giants fan. It's pretty funny and those guys know their shit. Have a great day, Arnie and Ass Family. That's from Joel. I got this letter yesterday, and uh, I, I did go out of my way to watch the Manning coverage of Monday Night Football that they have on ESPN2. I tried it once before when the Cowboys were playing on Monday Night Football, and, and this is what I found. When my team's playing, I don't, I don't want to listen to Peyton Manning and Eli Manning talk. No, no. I, I, I want to get the play-by-play of the game. I want to get the stats of the game. I want to get all that. I don't want to hear how John Stewart played Division I college soccer, which he did. I, 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 I don't want to hear any of that shit when my team's playing. For last night, I, last night I, I thought it was great. They had John Stewart on. It was a halfway decent coverage. The three of those guys were 
They were laughing it up. They were having fun. And, yes, Eli and Peyton know their shit when it It's four Super Bowls between them. So I, I suggest if, if you ain't got a dog in the race, if your team ain't playing on Monday night, this, this is a good option to go to. Hearing some shit talking during a game. It's, it's not bad. I still prefer watch if, but if it's my game, of course I'm going to watch the regular coverage of it. So there you go, there you go, Joel. I hope that answered your question. And our final email of the day. Get that sandwich out of your pie hole and listen up, maggot. It's time for mail call. Welcome to mail call. Okay, now what the fuck do you want, Arnie? I have to say how much I enjoy your weekly sports picks with Lake Tahoe Joe Murphy. The first week, I was a little skeptical about you guys, uh, but you guys have seemed to work things out. And the segment is actually really funny, and you both know your stuff and are both funny as hell. I hope you let Joe know that he's got a fan in me. I may not trust his picks, but I do enjoy listening to him, and that is from Ken. I I love Joe Murphy. I think Joe Joe, I've known Joe longer than my radio career. I've known Joe longer than I've. Been in radio so over 30 years. Joe's a great dude. Joe's got his life back on track, and uh, it, I, I don't know much more to say. I, I love doing it with, with Joe. I love having Joe do the picks because I forgot what it was, but he said something last week that I laughed so fucking hard at. It was so great. And that's what we need on in, in this world is we need more laughter. We need more fun. We need to have fun. When we do our jobs, I'm lucky. Going back a couple letters, I'm lucky. I get to entertain you guys. I have a very, very fun job. Now, sometimes, sometimes it's not fun when we have to talk about COVID, when we have to talk about politics, when we have to talk about serious shit. But then we always come back to having fun and making you guys laugh. That's my job. This is why I get up in the morning so early to make sure that no other news stories have come out and I love doing what I do, and I love the fact that you guys love what I do. So there you go. Uh, That will be it for the listener mail today. 775-357-FANS is the phone number. You can always write me at arnieradio1 at gmail.com. Last segment of the show coming up next.
855-357-FANS or 775-376-EZEZ. Uh, Stephanie says, I wonder if they'll know when the bullet hits the phone. <laughs> I Growing up, I always thought that song by Golden Earring was called When the Bullet Hits the Bone. It's called Twilight Zone. It should be called When the Bullet Hits the Bone. It's called Twilight Zone. The band's called Golden Earring. I, I always liked that song. That was always a cool song. So there you go. And then Sammy Hagar, Three Lockbox, way before his Van Halen days. Great, great song there. Now, I've been holding on to this story. I, I, I didn't do it on Friday because my computer took a shit Friday. And I didn't really have enough time to get into this yesterday. Um, but this story here. Got to be one of the dumbest stories I've ever heard. And a lot of people are going to go, oh, you don't realize the... Uh, the no, I don't, I because I, I'm not that deep of a person. Humans could soon talk to whales. Artificial intelligence will decode clicking sounds made by the marine animals and link each one to a specific context to create a language model that communicates with them. Here's my question. I'm, I'm a tad bit on the skeptical side, but my question is, what in the fuck do you have to say to a whale? Uh, what's up? <laughs> you can never ask him about the weather. How's the weather down there? <laughs> I mean, you, you, you can't say, hey, did you see the Cowboys game? They don't have fucking TVs. What the fuck am I going to do being able to converse with a fucking sperm whale? So I, I, how big are your fucking loads? You know, when you're going to town on them gals, you know, is that like, you know, times a billion? Who wants to talk to whales? What will you have to talk about? Hey, what's it like being a whale? They're going to tell you it's like being a whale. They don't know any different. It's not like they were a fucking delivery driver for Subway for a while. Or, 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 or Domino's, whoever delivers goddamn food. They're whales. The initiative called Project CETI. And it is using devices to listen to sperm whales' communication, interpret their voices, and attempt to communicate back. What if the whale don't want to talk to you? Uh, yeah, hi, this is uh, Marv the whale, and if you're trying to contact me right now on CETI, uh, I'm busy. Uh, uh, I'm out trying to get some plankton. That's what I'm doing right now. Hey, sperm whale, do you spit or swallow? Ever been fucked in the blowhole? Would you like to? <laughs> I talk to a whale every day, and I look in the mirror and listen to the show. Why the fuck is this considered news? <laughs> do you think whales would be happier if we put TVs in the water with cable form? You're goddamn right. They'll probably ask for it. Hey, who's in the Super Bowl this year? You're going to have a conversation with a whale. What are you going to talk about? So uh, how deep is it down there? They don't know. They don't measure in feet. I bet you if they measure in anything, it's going to be in metrics. Then we're going to have to fucking just lump it over to say, hey, this is how deep the water is. This is stupid. This is a waste of time. 
This is like fucking finding out the secondhand smoke effects on a dog. Can't this money be used for better process pro- programs? We want to communicate with whales. What, and say, please don't attack us? Oh, if we were only safe from the whales. Oh, I am. I live inland. So, uh, Hal, why'd you beat yourself last week? Because I'm fucking depressed. I'm a whale. I don't have fingers. This is so goddamn dumb. If we get TVs in the ocean, that might make sharks stop being such assholes. Imagine a shark sitting there, can of beer in his flipper, and a foam finger on the other finger, rooting for San Jose hockey. Only dolphins vlog themselves. This is dumb. Hey, uh, uh, hey, well, uh, how's the family? I don't know. I fucked some chick whale and I fucking swam off. It ain't like they got churches down there. What'd you eat today, whale? Oh, a bunch of fish. He ain't gonna say fucking Italian. Well, what'd you have for dinner last night? It's always going to be fish. Talking to whales. Good God. Why don't we communicate with something that matters? I don't know, like a bear. You're walking through the woods and you got a bear decoder on. That thing growls at you. You can growl back at it and say, hey, stay away from me. I have high-powered fucking arms and I'm going to kill you. Is it possible to talk shit to whales? I would imagine these Japanese fishermen would be up for psyching out the whales before moving in for the kill. I don't think the whales are going to realize it. Hey, whale, we're going to kill you. What does that mean? Do, do, do they have a lexicon underneath the sea? Do, do, do they have like a dictionary down there? Is there an urban dictionary down under the sea? Japanese fishermen that want to fucking hunt whales. Hey, we're, we're, we're about to hunt you. Well, we hunt you too. They don't know what that means. They're whales. Stop humanizing everything. We put fucking TVs in the water. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make this assumption. Sharks are still assholes. Can't believe everything they say, anyways. It would be a whale of a tail. <laughs> Fucking liars, the whole lot of them. I mean, you know how many orcas are. Uh, nah, bro. I won't bite your canoe in half. And the humpbacks are all like, no, that's not what your mom said last night. Jesus Christ. How about we talk to dogs first? Let, let, let's start on something on land. Find out what dogs think. Like, I'd look at Bubba right now and go, Bubba, why are you such a dick? Duh, that's how you raise me. I'm a dick. I don't know what that means. Bubba, what do you dream about? Oh, uh, well, I dream about running around and barking and growling. Motherfucker was growling the other day in his sleep. Oh, Jason Momo, I'm sure he's, he's fucking going to swim a speaker down to him soon. <laughs> Scott says, hey, whale, you ever been to Australia? 
Wheels says, fuck no, that's worse than Florida. <laughs> We're going to be talking to whales. Seriously? Wales going to ask, hey, has that Meghan Markle ever gotten her shit together? No. Ah, we didn't think she'd would either down here. Good Lord. What is there to talk about with a whale? Are they going to give us some sort of knowledge on the the world and the meaning of life? Uh, let me see. No, 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 they aren't. No, no, they aren't. They're going to talk about whale stuff. We don't know what whale stuff is. You ask an orca, why is it that you rip out the livers of great whites? They'd answer back, well, so they don't eat you people. You're welcome. Fuck off. You can see orcas being assholes down there. Fucking dummies. What, uh, I, would like to, I, I would like to put some funding together to research how we can communicate with whales. Why? Unless we're going to fucking, you know... If we're gonna turn, if we're gonna weaponize whales, then yeah, I'm all for it. Like if we can make a bunch of whales, like fucking, you know, eat the the, the Chinese Navy, fuck yeah, more power to it. But that's the only thing good we can make them do. Be like, hey, they took all your plankton, go get them. It tastes like Chinese food. I bet you're gonna be hungry a couple hours later, though. The only useful shit would be where's the sunken treasure. They don't know what treasure is. They don't know what money is. They ain't got no monetary systems down below the sea. It ain't like they got Macy's down there. Just talking to whales, god damn it. I hate our world sometimes. All right, here, here, here's another one. Look, look. I, I'm... <sighs> Let me take a breath. A 10-year-old boy has gone viral for his bravery after he was bullied about his Tony Stark Halloween costume on a school bus. Jill Struckman from Missouri told Fox News last week her son Evan decided to dress like Tony Stark for the school's Halloween party. Mainly because he dresses snazzy. You see, Evan likes to wear a business suit or a tuxedo to school every picture day. Every year, I'm worried all day that he's going to get picked on. Uh, Correct the mundo. If the motherfucker is, he's 10 and he's wearing a suit, of course he's going to get picked on. This is what boys do. God damn it. Maybe the whales will have intelligence to tell us to stop trying the net. Trying to change the nature of people. A kid who would wear a tuxedo to school on picture day, I am going to be all over that kid, and I'm the fucking teacher. Hey, looks like you you jumped off a wedding cake a little too soon there, little guy. And he dressed like Tony Stark. He put a fake, fake goatee on, sunglasses, a vest, and jeans. How about this? Dress like fucking Iron Man, dummy. 
Uriah says, I read this story and didn't understand why it was a story. I, they, no, nor do I. They pick on him when he wears, I, I worked with a guy doing morning radio that wore a suit to work every day. And you know what I did? I fucking picked on him and he was a grown man. Because it's stupid to wear a suit every day to work. In radio. Oh, I got picked on. Oh, and, and then you pick him up from school and you're driving a Mercedes? Hey, dumb fuck. Get the outfit right. Tony Stark drove Audis. Jesus. I mean, come on. Joe, what do you think about that, that young man? Come on, man. Yeah, you got to get the costume right. If you're going to fucking rent a fancy car, rent an Audi. <sighs> Evan, when he got to school, he washed off his goatee makeup and called his mom to pick him up because kids bullied him. Yeah, because that's a shitty costume. He looks like some fucking idiot that works in fucking Simi Valley. Doesn't look like Tony Stark. I bet you the kids wouldn't have made fun of him if he came in an Iron Man costume. I don't get it anymore, man. Kids are... Look, look, look. look. The end of the story was saying how brave he was for going back to school. He, he just wants... To, look, this is what it is. Oh, I'm smelling it. Oh, yeah, I'm smelling it. This kid loves to be the center of attention. This kid, look, look, this kid could be in the drama department in high school. Because he loves getting the attention. I see a kid in a suit and I ask, are you going as a corporate bitch? He goes, he's not brave for going back to school. He loves it. He loves it because all eyes are on him. That's the other thing about kids. Kids spend all this time growing up. Like their their first few years, everybody dodes over them, right? Once they get to kindergarten and first grade, they come to a realization that not everybody is doting over them anymore. So they got to find a way to set themselves apart. This kid wears a tuxedo every school picture day. Well, you want to get picked on. You're the center of attention. We're going to pick on you, dummy. God damn, I should be a guidance counselor because I see through all this bullshit every day. Kid's picking on me, calls his mom. Mom, come pick me up. And by the way, by the way, great lesson that wasn't that was left on the table. He washed his goatee off, and he called his mom to pick him up. First of all, first of all, it, it, let, let, let's say he called dad, and I'm daddy. Daddy, they're making fun of my costume. And I'll be on the other end of the phone, and I'll say, I told you they would because it sucked. Be open and honest with him. I want to come home. Well, you got school. I want to come home. They were picking on me. Well, yeah, because your costume sucked. I told you that already. 
now, now, this is where the teaching side of me would come out. Ogre, have a great day, my friend. I'll ask Arnie Jr. I mean, Arnie Jr. will not be this nerdy, I promise you. Did you like your costume? Well, yeah, I thought it was awesome, and that's all that matters. Fuck everybody else. Oh, I'm, 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 I'm going to use big words in front of my kids. This, this is a teaching moment here. It's a great teaching moment. You got a kid that likes to be the center of attention? Okay, great. Deal with it. Did you like your outfit? Did you like your tuxedo that you wore to school today? Well, yes, I did. That's all that matters. You're not going to make them happy. Why are you trying to make them happy? Make yourself happy, dummy. I might name my kid dummy just so I can get away with calling him that all the time. Like my first son, his name would be Dummy. Next son would be Dipshit. If I had a girl, I'd Dumbass. The three D's of the household. Dummy, Dipshit, and Dumbass. That way I get away with calling them that in public. Dumbass, get off the jungle gym. Hey, dipshit, finish your dinner. Oh, that was a great question, dummy. (laughs) Even if it is a great question, you see, I win either way. Oh, you missed the main issue. Where in the story is dad? He has no male role model in life, just mom. Oh, I I didn't even see that. Of course, mom's going to pick him up because, God forbid, mommy... Oh, my baby can't. My baby wants to wear a tuxedo school. If I'm the uncle, I'm like, stop letting him wear a fucking tuxedo. They're going to pick on him. (sighs) Why do cats have to pick on each other? Because that's the world that we live in. Every, Every society, every culture, every one of them, the kids are rotten little bastards. Especially to one another. Now, I can't wait until I find a story about this and how a a bride's day was ruined because people were giving her shit. Beer-loving brides who want to make a statement on their big day can now. And it's only going to cost you $749. Because it's on sale. It's been inspired by the Bush Light camo cans. That's right. A wedding dress from Bush Beer that is camouflage. Hold on, I gotta get the right sound effect for this. The dress also matches a bow tie, which comes in green and gray camo, that brides can order for grooms for another $14.95. Look here. If you want to look like a fucking redneck idiot on your wedding day and you get the camo bush beer dress, don't. D- d- don't. Just don't say a word when I decide to shit all over you if I come to that wedding. Really. Oh, my God. We can barely see the bride. Is that what she's going for? 
Oh, my God, the groom doesn't have a neck. You want to buy a bush beer wedding dress. See, and here's the good part. It costs $749. The people that drink bush beer never have $749 around at the same time. I mean, meth gets meth gets costly. Cigarettes, you got to get them going too. A bush beer wedding dress in camo. I'm sure your 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 brother father would be happy to walk you down the aisle in that. Hooey, I can't wait to get you out of this here camouflage. You looking good, girl. Oh my God. And and, and look, look, look. Rednecks are my people. Trying to help our culture just move a little bit past the stereotypes. Having a, a camouflage wedding dress does not help you in the South. It does not make people want to take us seriously. Well, I'll tell you what we're going to do after our wedding. She's going to wear her camouflage dress, and we're going to go go-kart racing with the Kawasaki's afterwards. That's the reception. Come on. Now, Artie, if the dress comes with a big pack of beer and a carton of menthols, we might be in business. Oh, my God. No. No. Please. Please stop it. Stop the insanity with this, this, this trying to further this redneck culture. Just keep it to yourself. It's embarrassing. Will you also be playing video of the wonderful world of the whites or having Jessica White dance at your wedding if he's still alive, God forbid? If you don't know who they are, you, you need to watch that. You need to watch a documentary called The Wonderful World of the Whites. About a, a, a fine family out of West Virginia. Dear God in heaven. Fucking hill people, I swear. Uh, all right. Uh, we got to get the police action here. Um, <laughs> this is, this is kind of funny, actually. It's funny, but it, it, it's more sad than anything. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Yep. All right, there we go. Uh, enough of that. A man and a woman posing as a couple went to a restaurante, uh, a trio Caceres. I guess some kind of fancy Mexican type restaurant. Is that what it is? Is it a fancy Mexican restaurant? Or is this Italian? I don't know. They showed up and uh, they they got a bottle of French wine that was 215 years old. Well, Jesus, why not get some of the fresh stuff? That's a joke. That is a joke. Uh, 
Its value was $407,000. Now, now look here. Look here. I mean, I, I don't understand a lot about the world, and I'm okay with that because I am too a hill person when it comes to certain things. I, it, it's 215 years old. Did 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 Abraham Lincoln bottle this wine? If that's the case, I can understand why it's four hundred and seven thousand dollars. It's grapes that are stomped and then fermented, and it turns into alcohol, and it's two hundred and fifteen years old. Ain't that going to be like straight fucking vinegar by this time? They also got away with six other bottles from the 19th century. They were speaking uh, the Queen's proper English. They acted refined. They visited the Atrio Restaurant Hotel in Spain, a Michelin-starred place famous for its top-notch wine collection. They checked in at some point last week, declining, uh, deciding to dine in the attached eatery. Asked the front desk clerk to serve them more food. When they ran back to the kitchen, leaving security gun- cameras on monitor, that's when they went in and they stole some wine. Really? You ain't got a liquor store down the street you can just steal some wine from? Oh, you're going to try to fence this off? You're going to sell it? Like $200,000. Just tell you this right now. Stinkfist says $407,000. Drink, drunk. That shit make me drink and ejaculate at the same time for that price. I'm telling you, look, look, look. I have nothing against you wine people out there. Swirl it in your mouth. You smell it, the oakiness and the cherries and the chocolate and the nature and all that kind of stuff, and they're great. Awesome. If that's what you want, you go right ahead. But don't say a fucking thing to me when I'm eating my pigs in the blanket, all right? Because I, I, I can take, I, I can taste the hoof. Ooh, ooh, is that a, a right part of the butthole or cheek that I'm getting right there in this sausage concoction I'm getting? If you like the taste of old wine, hey, more power to you. You want to pay $400,000 for a bottle of wine? I got an ass whooping for you. Good God. $400,000 bottle of wine. Who the fuck do you think you are? And by the way, do you show up at a party with that? Like you got a dinner party. It's game night in the neighborhood with you and your little pals around the neighborhood. You know, Steve and Stacy are having game night. Let's come down. What, what can we bring? Oh, bring a bottle of wine and maybe an appetizer. Okay, here's the spinach dip. Oh, and I have this bottle of wine that's $400,000. You get Ned and Jessica who show up. They got pigs in a blanket and bush beer. Which one are they, which one are you going to drink? And by the way, by the way, that's when you show up. If you show up with a $400,000 bottle of wine, y'all better expect to open that shit. Because if you don't if you don't open it up, it ain't going in your damn wine collection. No, 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 no faux pas on your part. You should open that shit up because it's coming back home with me. 
I'm just telling you. Because that, that, that's the whole thing. When you show up to a, a party, you bring like a bottle of wine, and they don't drink it. Well, you've gifted that to them. Not if it's $400,000, I didn't. I tell you what, you better have some fucking dry-aged Wagyu fucking steak for me to have at game night. If we're playing Operation, then uh, I want some damn Wagyu. $400,000 bottle of wine. Kiss my damn ass. Gravy, Davy. There is a new syndrome affecting college women due to the deficit of male students. The golden penis syndrome. Hold on a second here. Is developing inflated egos for young Casanovas who cheat despite a lack of social and sexual skills. The man deficit, as they're calling it, in U.S. colleges claims that due to the lack of men, it creates a culture uh, of hooking up. Men feel unduly in demand a, and fail to develop sexual and conversational skills. This is mainly happening in the U.K. So what happens is dude shows up to a fucking party and it's like 16 chicks to one dude. Motherfucker ain't got to be good. He's just got to have dick. And then somebody stupidly, this is, see, hey, this is why the world needs to listen to my show. Because I could have helped solve this problem. Do you know why they have egos? It's not because they're having a lot of sex and they're bad at it. Okay? Guys who have sex and are bad at it, first of all, usually don't care because they're having sex. Okay? That's all that matters. But when you give it the name, the golden penis syndrome, you are elevating these guys who are no good at sex to saying, well, I can do whatever I want now. Call it something else. Like, like guys are a dime a dozen. Make the guy, you know, at least fucking appreciate the fact that you're having sex with him. Oh, you've given men the power, ladies. You don't want that. I'm just telling you that right now. You do not want that. Uh, We are also assuming said man possesses the interpersonal skills to communicate with a woman in person, which many of the college kids now lack. Uh, They don't have it. they, They bring that up. They don't have conversational skills. They don't know how to talk to girls. They're dudes, and the chicks are just, like, fucking raping them. And the guys are like, all right, cool. I ain't got to talk to you. All right. These women would have a better fucking chance talking to the goddamn whales. Ghost Nevada says, if I'm somewhere with 16 chicks and I'm the only dude, I'm going to find a way to get a gas station boner pill within the next 30 seconds. Better be careful. You could be in there with a fucking bunch of uggos. Uggos love, uh, uggos want cock too. They'll tear you up, Fred. 
Are we producing more lesbians as a result? I don't think so. Because these gals aren't, aren't willing to take a dive into the lady pool. Um, here arrives. I'll put the story up for you. It, it, it is. They, they've got a couple interesting side notes about this, about datanomics and things like that. One of the ways I've been dateomics. Uh-huh. Here's how college followers describe dating at St. Lawrence Casa, which is 75. Three women for every one man at uh, uh, Sarah Lawrence College. The girls complain about loneliness. The guys get more uh, than they can handle and don't complain about it. Well, at least those guys are smart. And mindless one-night stands are rampant. Fred, that school is called the uh, Sarah Lawrence College. Which I, I think that, that they'll they'll probably frown on your SAT numbers and probably you too. So don't even try. Uh, okay, I mean it, it's an interesting take on things. You're also in England. And you got to go there with a nice set of teeth. They'll think you're Brad Pitt. Oh, I go to England. I'm fucking tearing up England. England, everybody will love me. Yeah, I, I might get elected prime minister of England if I were to ever go there. They'd love every part of me, man. England would eat my ass. They'd be like, this guy is blimey. He's this guy, this bloke. That's Australia, whatever. They ain't going to like me in Australia because I'm going to keep telling them how much of a dump their country is. England, no? I'll, hey, man. I'll, I'll find some street food to eat. I'm cool. They got they got Burger King and McDonald's over there. I'm happy. I'm loving it. Our final story of the day today. <laughs> and honestly, I cannot make shit like this up. I wish I could. I truly wish I could make shit like this up. But I can't. And shockingly... Everyone from Florida is stupid. Yep. Everyone from Florida is dumb. I might not be oh. the brightest guy, but next to them my IQ's high. If they had guitars, here's how they'd strum. Make no mistake, Florida is the South's trash can. We have a problem in Florida right now, buddy. Yeah, this is about the Florida Teacher of the Year, Caroline Lee. She's 60 years old. She's an English teacher. And uh, was arrested last week for allegedly hitting a student at Darnell Cookman Middle School in Florida. She allegedly attacked the girl after she called her for using the N-word while discussing on Instagram her selection for Teacher of the Year. Miss Lee wrote in a post that she only used the racial slur while discussing the book of Mice and Men. Is it in that book? I don't remember it in that book, but okay. Students reported that Lee hit her in the face, causing her nose to bleed, then struck her on the head while calling her a fucking bitch. Boy, 
They're taking their schools back down in Florida, aren't they? This 60-year-old gal just whooped the fucking shit out of somebody. I mean, I I do mean to laugh because it's hysterical. Um, <laughs> I can't believe she used the N-word in class. Like, this is a white teacher using that word. I only use the slur in the context of discussing John Steinbeck's book of Mice and Men. Like I said, is it really in there? I, I mean, I remember reading that book. I don't remember seeing that word in there. About Lenny. Lenny, the big retard dude. How he'd fucking kill rabbits and he killed the gal. Oh, spoiler alert, by the way. Yeah, spoiler alert for a, a book that's over 100 years old. Great book. Great story. It was a guy's name. It wasn't George. It was Lenny and something else. Lenny used to always talk to him, killed some gal in there. I don't recall there being black people in it. I could be wrong. Lee closed the door behind her, five foot two hundred and seventy pound, seventeen pound, five two one seventeen. Closed the door behind her, reached across the table, and hit that kid in the face with the heel of her palm. Dear Lord in heaven, hit her in the face. No! <laughs> causing her nose to bleed. She then allegedly continued hitting the girl on the head while calling her a fucking bitch. Wow. And by the way, that was your teacher of the year. Yep, we're going to move to Florida for the schools. <laughs> All right, that's going to do it for the show today. Thank you guys for being here. I do appreciate it. Thanks, everybody that wrote letters. And uh, we're a part of the show. We will be back tomorrow. Same Arnie time, same Arnie channel. Please remember, every room you walk in is better. Why? Because you are in there. So until tomorrow, y'all have a fantastic day. And adios, everybody.
mutinyradio.com. Stop it, stop it, stop, 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 stop talking. Um, I, I did just want to take a moment to thank everybody. Goodbye now. I am going to go get late. Goodbye. See you tomorrow. Goodbye. Bye. He's done. That's what's happened. It's over. He's finished. Law enforcement is outside waiting to arrest him.